0: Hello, right. and broadcasting the from the beautiful central coast of California, it goes, it's the Dr. Death, death ah. Danger Radio Show. Yeah, no, nonsense. Here's the music.
1: I don't have liquid death, so I just have to twist the top off of the water bottle. Yeah, we'll
0: make people crack back. A, uh,
1: well, you won't let me drink the liquid death yeah because it's mine <laughs> mine yours ours is there really a difference comrade comrade oh yeah.
0: Comma. Uh, <laughs> yeah i gotta go into pretty healthy and i'll buy that case, so sure. hey,
1: don't you what? worry your friends here, don't to buy all of a lot of us it's actually fucking contributing all right
0: let me do the intro yeah, you already heard us ranting listeners, but hello listeners. Welcome back to the Dr. Death Danger Radio show with your boys, James and Edward.
1: What's I'm, poppin? I'm Edward. How's everybody doing today? Fuck, you know, I'm just- feeling pretty good about this show, not just cuz we watched a great great movie, but because, you know, our first episode back, it was lightning round and stuff, so we were kind of rushing. Last episode, I don't know what it was. I felt like some of the chemistry was a little off. I was. Kind we're also of kind of crunching a little bit since yeah. we
0: got to practice and stuff, and plus it was
1: Fourth of July. It was a busy weekend. But today, you know, we're here. We're chill. There's nothing. You know, no one's coming in a few hours. Uh, and this is yeah. just yeah. it. It's just this. It's just
0: us. Then you're gonna go home. Yeah. I'm gonna figure out if I want to get dinner, or I'm gonna hammer out doing some graphic designing on a J card for a cassette press. The gold edition. Oh yeah, right. Our fucking yeah. The fucking split that we did last year for our. And toxic wizard oh the yeah corpse yeah no we got a freaking uh, basement label from salt lake city that's gonna do a press for it and oh, that's sweet yeah yeah and then we like throughout whatever tape option like color tape options we got we ended up with metallic gold oh that's sweet it was sweet. like it was orange to either play off the color scheme that's going on with the like uh, like artwork or I was like metallic gold shoot give me the gold I want the gold give me the gold <laughs> And that's why I was like, yeah, I'm going to get the gold. And I realized, like, it's not going to mix the color scheme well, but I realized I had a thought like, bruh, just... Call it the gold edition press, bro. <laughs> Popcorn records fucking like corpse thrower. Toxic wizard corpse thrower split gold edition. That's
1: so good. Get great. that
0: gold. I was going to first maybe like do the J card and gold, like gold colors. But I realized, no, if I have to do text, I need to get like that friggin' a little like dark. Like, like the black outline on the text and that will take longer. So I'd rather just stick to black. But I'll put somewhere with metallic gold, let, like lettering saying.
1: Gold edition. That's amazing. Gotta get I love that, that gold. When you said gold, God, I'm such a fucking addict. When you said gold, the first thing I thought of was gold, like the free game tokens on the Buffalo slot machines. Well, no. I just got back from the casino today. And he <laughs> was able
0: to get some solid amount of cash. I was able to get some money to put in James's pocket. Yes. Ain't that great? That's a great concept. <laughs> but yeah, I bet it hey, is I I want, bet
1: it is great when someone owes you money and people pay you back. I wouldn't know what that's like. No one ever pays me back. I don't think, but no one. No, you pay me back when you owe me money. Dylan still owes me Taco rare. Bell from 14 fucking years ago. Good friend Dylan, who's in the hospital right now because oh, yeah, his that's why I got once. infected. <laughs>
0: His freaking jammas yeah. lost their jama. Like he's like he's joking, but he's also serious.
1: That's actually what happened.
0: Yeah, because kidney. Like good friend Dylan has kidney issues. Yes, he had to get it like a little boob catheter th- He had to get a catheter through, through his boob. Like he has a thing in his arm where it's a little he's bit more easier boob
1: because he's a chunky boy.
0: Yeah, he's got like titties <laughs> because he likes eating at like Mickey D's and also spending twenty dollars for a Subway DoorDash order <laughs> <laughs> because he's too lazy to either walk up the subway.
1: <laughs> hey, there's a lot of hills. It's really a, you got to go uphill. One more needs exercise. You got to go uphill. And I know the route. You got to go doctors uphill. keep
0: advising. Please, you need to an exercise. And he's like, I'm gonna spend. Tw- I would rather spend twenty dollars through a door to. You know, to I'm get not like. I'm a a not trying to kick ten dollar
1: meal from Subway. I'm not trying to kick a guy when he's down, especially considering I'm bigger than him. But like, that's like the one thing he doesn't do. Like he changes up the diet, tries to be cleaner. He just doesn't exercise. <laughs> he just doesn't physically move. move.
0: Of some sorts. Yeah. And sometimes he's not like the most hygienic. Thus, possibly made himself got an infection and is now in the hospital. Yeah. And stuff too. But life happens and hopefully it sounds like he's doing good. So friggin' hopefully we'll see him in a couple days or so.
1: Hope so. We got a show next week. Yes. (laughs) In eight days. Well, I feel confident with our band. I do My too. My other band I'm playing with, uh, not as much because it's not Me like We've rehearsed our set like three, four times. Has how many times full has, band? Has, uh, yeah, how
0: many times is your band? The uh, other band did it. Like only twice. And mm. the bass players like trying to remember all the songs and stuff. And last time we jammed, they weren't really practicing vocals. Ugh. Like when I did our thing, I was like, so we once we were able to get as a full band, like honestly, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing vocals, but mm-hmm. We got like two to two and a half weeks. So it's like, stop pitching. Just start doing vocals. Yeah. I'd rather just get on that. But one band's feeling more prepared. Other one, but the other one's a little bit more chill and easy. We could friggin like, I have a feeling if we just have like a hell practice. Yeah. Things might come together, but I don't know if they have to start singing. But we'll see when it comes time to the show. We'll see.
1: The only other thing that's going on, which I got the day off for that, so that's nice. Speaking of Chill. which, uh, one of the only other things that happened really this week to us is that uh, uh, PWG is back, baby. Which is a underground wrestling. Yeah, promotion to any here of
0: like California. the few listeners that listen to us and like follow some sort of pro wrestling, PWG is like the cool like promotion where it's like nothing but like the indie super cards where like they collect all like the somehow they're able to get a lot of like the cool like independent wrestlers that are like actually can pseudo wrestle a little bit yeah uh, nothing like really questionable not like the indies we've gone to where like dudes are like what the fuck is this
1: yeah 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 like this is just With like sketchy promoters where you hear the horror stories it's not they- sketchy
0: promoters is some wrestlers just really like kind of suck Oh, but yeah. like the freaking like level of wrestling at PWG is pretty high and stuff. Oh, it's super It's really high. It's almost spoiling.
1: <laughs> it and it is. Also, yes. It's super And they also
0: like, you know, and also get like killer ass luchadors that are like on TV in
1: Mexico. If any of you watch uh, if any of you watch in this order, AEW or NXT, uh, WWE NXT and maybe a few of the other shows uh, And New Japan Pro Wrestling 98% of the talent you see on no, no, that's not fair 95% of the talent you see on there Came Not New got, Japan Got um. Well, I was getting to that uh, Got oh, their name really big in PWG The other 2% Are from the WWE Performance Center And the other 3% Are from The New Japan Dojo And high chance They all go through PWG at some point
0: point. And high chance The PWG shows Usually are able To get more credibility If you're able To have a killer match Or yeah. come off As a cool personality At a PWG show High chance Your like Career gets elevated A little almost, bit
1: o- Almost all of There's AEW's like, main roster Has PWG clout Oh well, dude all came from Fucking PWG Yeah man Darby Allen, Omega, the Kenny Bu- Omega, the Bucks—that's just the obvious ones. Yes, and like everyone, some out- of them go to Ring of Honor too. But yeah, but that's the thing—it's
0: like dudes from Ring of Honor are like coming and wrestling on PWG. So friggin', yeah, no, it's a super fun show. It's Mystery Vortex, so we don't know who will show up. You,
1: we dude, don't I know think-
0: who's available, but I think- friggin', I hope we like we get shocking, super big star names like. Parmies feel like, bro, maybe we'll get some freaking like Brian Danielson popping in.
1: Yeah, he ain't with the E right now. Yeah, he ain't. Do- I'm telling you, I'm feeling it. I feel like we're getting Omega. I know that sounds weird coming from nah. me, but just, just, Omega's shit. like,
0: dude, Omega just went through stem cell research. He's trying to recover his body. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, homeboy just got stem cells recently on his like
1: knees? He I think cr- his knees. You said stem cell research, and all I could think of was Christopher Reeve. Yeah, <laughs> is this, isn't that what he like tried to do? I don't know what Christopher
0: Reeves is and I don't know whatever happened to Christopher Reeves. I know for sure the singer of terror of hardcore band terror. He like fucked up his back. But Jamie Joss said he went to somewhere in like South America got friggin stem cell treatment. And I don't know. He's
1: back doing fine terror. So. Well, yeah, that's because the best medical treatment in the world is mostly not in the United States. Yeah, that's not even just tinfoil hat. That's just a fact.
0: For realsies. I don't know. Freaking sometimes the medical system in the United States feels kind of Connie, not gonna lie. Oh,
1: it totally is. I won't get into that because I have like really intense feelings about the medical industry here, but just, yeah, no, the the medical industry here is, is, is fucking whack.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. I think we spent the nine, ten minutes of like talking about our lives to start things up, you know, and listeners... There's always timestamps in the beginning if you want to go straight to the review. Today, we only got two things. To start things off, we did the casual music review. Why? We like listening
1: to music. Oh, fuck sometimes it. challenging us, but... I totally forgot about Dark Side of Football.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We aren't doing Dark Side of Football. Okay, okay, okay. Like, I watched the episode. If you, like, want me to talk about... I'm going to tell you what happened. Uh, yeah, please. A lot of aggro fucking fan people. Like, a lot of it was just, <laughs> like, fucking just, like, collection footage of people fighting. Let's be real here. Or... A lot of it's talking about the Philadelphia fans just being, like, assholes or God, just the rabbit most like, fans.
1: The most, like, like pro- worse than the Patriots, just the most white trash asshole fans.
0: No, dude, like, literally, there's sinners, like, in Philadelphia, they raised their children to hate the Cowboys. So, friggin' by nature, it's like, yeah, you like Cowboys? Fuck you. I'm gonna fight you and stuff. That's City of brotherly love. stupid. It was mostly about, like, th- yeah, it's about the crazy Philadelphia fans, but they took, like, five to ten minutes to talk about the Bow of the Bay game, like a couple years back, when like the one, like the preseason oh, uh, game,
1: Niners and Raiders. Yeah, where it was? Are you like, talking about where that dude got injured? Dude, like people got dude. People were getting fucked up left and right Did, at that like, game. D- yeah, didn't like twelve people or something go to the hospital? Dude, yeah, they were just. This happened but, like four or eight years. Yeah, ago. where there was literally like we
0: can never have a Battle of the Bay game again.
1: Until the Raiders moved to Vegas, and it's like okay, no one cares now. That's actually not true because uh, the Raiders and Niners. I think it's always been this way. They only fought each other every like other two years, so that's just what that was. But well, yeah. they talked
0: about of one game where pe- like people were getting fucked up left and right.
1: Yeah, no, I remember when that like happened. Fights was, and just fights on fights on fights, fucking on. gnarly.
0: And if you and then they talked about like one game where like the I guess the Eagles won, and then like outside some like Eagles fan or no, some, like Cowboys fan dude or whatever got stabbed because like they're just showing clips of these agro football fans. I'm just like. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. And there was one yeah. more. I actually started crashing out a little bit, too, at work. I'm just, like, f- like clonking out <laughs> in the seat. I was on my break, but I'm just, I was just like, fuck, shit.
1: Oh, dude. I'm fuck, gonna that me. one actually sounds pretty entertaining.
0: For the most part, a but it was bit. a lot of just, like, repeat shit. Yeah, people fighting, people fighting, people fighting, people fighting. Did
1: they find an opportunity like they have in, like, five out of six of these episodes? Have they found a way to suck off uh, Bill Belichick's dick? Or Tom Brady's. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm guessing. But yeah, no. If I, you could go watch,
0: but that's literally if you want me to talk about that episode in a nutshell. Um, Philadelphia Eagles fans kind of sound like a cult or like sound like North Korea freaking propaganda <laughs> being raised up in the beginning. And then every now and then they talk about other people fighting or st- stuff. And just talk about how rab the fans are. Just how crazy the fanatics are. It's like, yeah. bro, it's like fucking... Like the Browns-like episode, it's like God, family,
1: and the Browns. It's like, damn, bro, I, I like football. The Browns but- fans actually feel like a community, though. They feel like a family. I'm just, it's like you ever see that rom com with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore called Fever Pitch. I don't think so. Okay, well that was about Red Sox fans. It was a similar thing. Their team kind of sucks, right? But they're but you know they're a family that get that band together every year and they hope the best for the team and eventually they won a World Series in like I forget when it was like two thousand five or six when they beat the Yankees.
0: But yeah, it but was like bro, is, what the
1: fuck, the Red Sox win? Holy shit! But my point is, yeah, that's what the Browns fans are like. Eagles fans are, yeah, no, it's like you said, it's a cult. Browns fans are like, if you ask them, hey man, I get it, you love the Browns, but why not choose a different football team? They would tell you something along the lines of, you know, it's just it's ingrained in the community, it's in our culture, that's just who we are. If you were to ask an Eagles fan, hey man, why don't you just get a new football team? They'd be like, fuck you, the Eagles are dying, bruh! Eagles your guy. Just some cringy You'll shit like that. You'll fuck the Cowboys. You think
0: of Dallas Cowgirls, <laughs> you think of like J.R. Ewing, freaking oil money, rich guys. <laughs> but you think of Philadelphia, you think of all free like blue collar working man. They You'll fuck the Cowboys. About, they try to make it a battle of the classes. That's what they like said it in a second. <laughs> Dude, you could go watch that. But That's now then. funny. Yeah, what did we listen to this week? Well, what you listened to, well, I actually listened to this on fucking repeat because I'm pretty stoked how it turned out, was I, with my one of my many bands, Corpster, shitty death metal band, friggin', or a cool death metal band, I don't know, whatever your choice You're is. They're full
1: of fucking shit. They're not shitty. You guys get interviews. People press your stuff. People upload your stuff illegally to YouTube. People, Oscar gets like three interviews a month. Okay, he doesn't get you three You guys get press. A-
0: we get a little You press. have clout
1: in the U.K. and Scandinavia.
0: Yeah.
1: Isn't that weird? Scandinavia. I don't, Scandinavia, don't know.
0: Scandinavia, but what was it? It was... I don't know. For sure U.K. With, through Astral Noise. Yeah. The homie Astral Noise. But whatever. I painstakingly worked on a live video project, which was an ambitious in how it was, and it was like a lot to take on, but I did it, and then I also just dropped the audio. The video part isn't finished out yet, because that is uh, being edited by a good friend... Bone steel and I'm in no rush. That's basically a video day profile for us. But I at least wanted to get the audio out because we had new songs, and I wanted to drop some audio because we're waiting for one press of our last EP, but that's taking, like, I don't know, we a, we're, we've been waiting a minute on that one.
1: Isn't it, like, getting two to three months at this point?
0: Yes, I know. How dare we, like, become legit-ish as a band where we got to wait for a fucking, like, to drop
1: audio? Did you rant about this on podcasts where I or someone was, like, we were just like, well, what are we supposed to do? Drop a track as a teaser? No, we're going to drop the whole thing at once. It's like,
0: it's like oh, no, you got to do the promotion scheme where you got to drop singles and stuff, too. But it's like... This band's so low level, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Just fucking surprise drop audio. You may, have heard cool. James,
1: you may have heard James rant a few times in the last few weeks about trying to get this video project together. It's been a pain in the ass for my boy. Whatever, but I don't know. I was a feeling the audio turned out. How do you feel? Like, do you feel the painstaking, like, the fucking painstaking process of getting... Uh, was, it, was it worth it? Like, uh, yeah, no. I mean, you can hear... One thing I could say, I listen to this, and I'm speaking seriously, you can hear the effort. Maybe I'm a little biased, because I know about the effort you put into it, and the other guys, too, and stuff. Jake and the band ma- bandmates and stuff, but... Uh, you could tell someone worked really hard on these recordings. I will say that. Uh, it's mostly just the playing. Like, this was one of the more easier. The playing was very tight. I can't imagine how drill sergeant you must have gone on these guys to make sure they got it right. For the most right.
0: part. Like, it was getting wild. I remember it's like I, it literally turns to, the, like, I bitch about it once where I, like, feel like where they're at. And then usually it's like, okay, maybe we should take this seriously. <laughs> and then, yeah. But forget it was a process. But I know for sure I like had to make it myself. And this was an ambitious thing. This is me kind of doing it first like a full mic like live recording at once. Yeah. And there's like some stuff issues too when it came to mixing because it's just impossible. Because like mics were picking mics were picking up stuff that it shouldn't. So it's gonna sound weird and airy. But and then I was able to get something solid together.
1: I'll say this. Uh, you know, you know how like. Well, you ever heard like a live CD or like or like on some of those negative approach re-releases where they have all that bunch of like DIY recorded live footage? Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like I was listening to that. I felt like I was listening to a live show, which is good. or live because it was it. A, it was essentially a live album. It's a live performance for the most part. It's yes. a live performance. Yes. yes there's
0: only like the ba- two, s- three. So I think there was like two. No, we'll say we could say like three songs where we had to like do it over again. But that basically everything else was like, yeah. It was just and you a can kind of notice course. where the
1: cuts are, but it's not like it doesn't ruin anything.
0: Uh, But like this wasn't like, oh, we play it all at once. No, we stop in between each song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I wanted to make sure it was a separate session per like when recording it. So when I was mixing it, I could in- individually do have each song yeah. instead of just have it all on once and then try to do like weird things because you can't do that. Sometimes you need a separate session where you can do just a little bit more like put a
1: little bit more extra salt yeah, and pepper yeah. on there. But all right. All right. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, fucking, how about song one? Song one was called Chainsaw Man slash, slash Swamp Stalker. <coughs> Chainsaw Man or Chainsaw Slam? Oh, whoops. My fucking autocorrect put man. Chainsaw Slam. Chainsaw Slam and slash, slash Swamp Stalker. Slash Ahem. new song that hasn't been released yet because wait for a press, Swamp Um <coughs> Now, first off, I know the difference. But if I were a newbie... No one would know which song is which. See, I wrote that, but then, but, but then, as soon as the Chainsaw Man bit ended, then Oscar yell, our friend, good friend Oscar yells, who's the vocalist, yells into the mic, Swore Stalker," and I'm like, "Well, shit." So I was like, "Well, I already typed the joke, so I might as well commit to it." Yes, uh, and then like that, like long pause of like feedback and nothing. Yeah. I like feedback. It's great. Yes. Um, So I wrote, I'll just write, I'll just read off my notes basically as I jotted them down. One thing I have to say is mix is pretty nice. You can hear both guitars and the bass. I have to criticize the bass tone a little bit. I feel for this band, the bass should be like, you know, fuzzy, raw, dirty, not unintelligible like mortician, but I was listening to the bass and the bass tone to me sounded reminiscent of Korn. Like that really twingy, like. Yeah, clingy,
0: punchy, and clear to hear. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But that's my bass player, and it's like, you know what? I'm fine with that. Is that the tone? Did you all agree on that tone, or was that like his idea? I'm fine with the tone. Like, I, I'm not hating it, it but I like feel like it would go better with the band more if he was like punchy, but you know, punchy. Like, not like what I do in toxic. And here's Wizard, the thing: I had you know it more I mean? on a
0: bright speaker. Maybe I could have like when I like uh, mic'd it up, I could have had it more on a darker speaker and stuff too. But I always feel like dealing with him, he wants clarity through his friggin' bass playing. How do I play with my bass player?
1: <laughs> this He's is a, this is Jackson. Yes, Jackson. Yeah. He's
0: young. He's been jamming music for uh, he no, I say he's Two had a band years? in high school, but he's also a jazz musician. So
1: I he, Oh yeah, that's right. So
0: I feel like there's a sense that he wants clarity with his like playing and stuff too. So he
1: joined the death metal band.
0: Well, he likes death metal. True. A lot of death metal. I think it's like he says he tries to be more of a metalhead dude, but I think he's mostly just like scringy friggin' band camp death metal, so
1: the guitar tones are a little muddy, but I think that was the point. I really that hear, is
0: more of the room. The
1: tone, to me, it felt like, and I know you, you don't really care for them, but it's what it reminded me of. It kind of sounded like dirtier jungle rot. Like, you've heard jungle rot, how they do their thing. They've got like that. Well, here's the
0: thing. Due to fucking, as time goes on, the boys want more cleaner tones. They're getting away from they the chance. They want chainsaw.
1: a cleaner tone?
0: They want more like, cl- they, I guess they just want more crunch. But that
1: wasn't, that wasn't the mission statement when the band started. Don't worry. No, hey, when I'm the guy that records the shit, and I'm gonna be practicing
0: with fucking DI recordings with reamping, so don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. Chainsaw's there, don't worry. Like the recording that's fucking taking a minute to press out, There's, the fucking yeah. tones are fucking
1: ear piercing. So about Swamp Stalker, I can't tell if this is like nepotism or not because I feel like this is like I'm I'm critiquing quote unquote your music, but I'm kind of giving it free promotion too. <laughs> I mean, I guess I promote, I quote unquote, promote our other bands all the time, but so yeah, Swamp Stalker sounds good. I know uh, everyone's playing tight. Um, I wrote here. I have to imagine you whipped them in the shape. Good friend Oscar's vocals came in good. The solo was clear. It was good. Yeah. Track one was a success. Yes. Uh, track two is called "You Lie." Um, it kind of just like song structure wise, it felt like it. Like, I knew it was a different song, but it almost felt like it could have just been, like, I don't know, part of Swamp Stalker just in its, like, structure. But that was just a nitpick. Uh, Oscar lets out a nice bled at the beginning. That was nice. Uh structure and song wise it kind of reminded me of like there a lot of the songs on here kind of reminded me of like old napalm you know like oh. you know scum and from enslavement now i know that sounds obvious to us because you know oh okay come on have you seen the fuckers up? no like because i was hearing oscar do some like some ah, vocals on here and i was like what the fuck did lee dorian get here he was the singer on from enslavement to obliteration but yeah no it's totally a freaking like napalm and spirit rip-off uh, song because because sometimes I because sometimes I feel like I'll hear like what your band sound like and you're just like well that wasn't the idea at all so when I said the jungle rot napalm thing I was worried you'd be like what nah bro no you said in
0: tone you said in, in tone to- yeah and over it like they're just they just want to take away a bunch of the freaking grind in the tone not like take away the noise but like This recording was so airy. It just sounds like
1: fucking... This song, though, I noticed, though, and it was really only this song. I feel like I couldn't really hear your drums too much on this song. I feel like they were a little drowned out. Well, here's the thing. I didn't have individual
0: control to, like, try to, like, make sharpness with the drums. Mm. I literally mic'd it up, and basically what you got is what I got, so... Like,
1: I could hear your cymbals and crashes just fine. I listened to this uh, in my car, this recording. Maybe I should have listened to it with headphones, but... um I was listening to it on my car speaker and like I could hear your cymbals and crashes, but you know, I kinda had to like extra pay attention or move my head to the center of the car to like hear like yeah, I know uh, kick pedal and snare. I
0: had no individual control on that. I like maybe post, I thought I was like, you know, what? I could have done maybe some like actual separate miking for the kick and snare, but this is my first time doing a live recording and I just ran it all through one mix board mm. for the most part. And also there was loud fucking amps right behind right me. Right behind you. So yeah. they're just going to be drowning out whatever. Oh, you yeah, so. know, It was a little thing.
1: But it's a live raw recording, bro. Because I wrote, because I wrote right here in track three, invol- involuntary carnage. I could hear your drums better in this song. So like it was really, for some reason it was just track two. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the song's good too. It's heavy. I feel. I felt like. Uh, I know this is a nitpick. Heavy. I felt like the the solo was still clear, but it felt. Quieter than the solo in Swamp Stalker did. I don't know why it just sounded quieter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked Oscar's bleh, Seriously, Oscar's like a fucking high point in this band, man. His his death metal cheese. Like at the end of some of the songs, I think Kim and Dylan would try to be all goofy because they sometimes they'd be like, Oh, bleh, 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 be oh all yeah, quirky, no, that's all Oscar. But no, but no. Okay, but no, Oscar in the moment during these songs is fantastic. I think I wrote this later, but I'll say it now anyway. No, I wrote it here. Uh yeah, he's a great front man. Oscar was meant to sing for a metal band. I don't I don't want to make it sound like, you know, he's like the only highlight because, you know, because, you know, you're good. Dylan's good. And Sebastian oh, and Jackson no, are very no, no, good no. musicians. Hey, you know, what? if he's talented in his singing, I'm totally fine exploiting his Plus, he's his fucking singing around here. I've worked with at least three different people at Barnes and Nobles that know him. Uh. Yeah, and they all love him, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm perfectly fine exploiting his like his kindness and
0: his talent.
1: No, he, you know, plus you know he he's got his long hair. He's pretty, but he's pretty, but strong too. Okay, are you
0: trying to suck his dick? Or are you trying to review a fucking live recording that I did? <laughs> he's
1: like brown Nathan Explosion, <laughs> Native American slash Mexican Nathan Explosion. He's part of Native American, isn't he? Well, maybe. I thought he said he was. I don't know. Who
0: cares? Like, what you want me to track just call four. him up and you gonna ask all these questions yourself? Fuck, because I don't oh have his God, Oscar. Man,
1: he's a good friend. We get along. He's a track, nice guy. Track four is uh, I like quite a bit. It's called Nazi Slaughter, and I wrote here, man. Oscar just going off the bands he's been, and he sure loves singing about Nazis and slaughter and you know killing Nazis. Um, I liked how it started. Yeah, punk- no, how dare we uh, be an anti-racism how, band? Yeah. How dare you not like racism? Yeah, I you know. Dicks. For realsies. <laughs> I liked how it started off punky, then went heavy. It was good stuff. Track five is a fun one. Victims of a panty raid. I mean, bombing raid. It's a little in joke between the boys here. This is a cover of a band called uh, anti Simex. Simex. Sim-X. Sim-X. I feel like this so- I feel like the- I felt like this song felt your prior and current punk band better than it does Corpse Thrower because I know there's punk elements in Corpse Thrower but just tone wise I felt like it clashed but kind of in a good way it, like the-, the song sounded good but I feel like it suits the attitude oh, yeah, it just sounds like fucking noise and speed yeah just noise and speed Ooh, that's what we should name the next Toxic Wizard record Track number six, I wrote, feel, it felt and sounded the most death metal of these death metal songs. Uh, Stench of a Thousand Corpses. This had a lot of speed, which I liked. Um, and I really liked. Yeah, the, it's uh, a fucking boll of a song to play. <laughs> but I feel like it's such a fucking killer. Just freaking And the end, song and the ending breakdown riff sounded just a little too much like the scum intro riff. Um. You know the one Because it's like It sounded just like it to me when I heard it Track seven's called Dragged It's nothing I haven't said before It's heavy, dirty Heavy, dirty I don't know why But the playing on this one sounded like especially tight I don't know what it is Everyone just seemed That's the first song
0: we've ever written So
1: that's mostly the song we've ever played the most-ish There you go, that's why Because it's all Well, you can feel that Yeah Really strong bridge. The heaviness hits on all cylinders. Oscar went full guttural. Like he wasn't. I swear, it's like he was going. Urgh, 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 Urgh. You know the kind? Like it's like. Urgh. Oh, wait, wait, What are you what talking about? In, uh, in dragged. Like there was a part where he went full guttural instead of he was like doing his usual. Are you talking Urgh, about on the breakdown? Yeah, yeah. We
0: just go Urgh. Yeah, we just go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then last song is called. Did you guys write this right? Egg, punk, eviscerations? Yes. Like egg, like a chicken egg. Punk is in punk and then eviscerations. No, because no, no.
0: there's a thing, a meme going around because there's like chain punks and egg punks and stuff. The fuck's an egg punk? Uh, Or like hipster punk kind of thing. Oh. It's basically, it's either chain punk that looks like Oscar or egg punk that look like your uh, old co-worker Leia or, Leia or something. Oh, Leia. Okay.
1: Yeah, I liked Leia.
0: She hey, was, she was nice.
1: Yeah, she was pretty. I wish I asked her out, but she had a boyfriend.
0: Yeah, who was, like, all, like, su- like super strange and in the Hinduism. Yeah. I literally <laughs> ran into... No, it's, no, it's uh, fucking... Hol- no, it's great. No, it's actually hilarious. We actually ran into him at the fucking real base shit show. Like, oh. Fuck, maybe last month at this point. Whatever, just fucking a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what was the date, but whatever, like... Three four weeks ago or so we ran into him And like literally him and his homie are just sitting around Like passing out Hindu spiritualism books Cause fucking straight edge hardcore bro And and he's talking about How he's like friends with Like dudes from the band Magnitude If you know like friggin anything about like hardcore and stuff Triple B band that got He's friends with the guys from Magnitude Yeah because fucking through their Hinduism Fucking like uh, pastor and shit Huh Well whatever he gives you serotonin bro or serotonin or just fucking like, inner peace and stuff. Like, yeah. he's a very, very nice guy.
1: Yeah. Didn't they break up?
0: Oh, yeah. Because they all, like, you know, stopped because they were going
1: to college. And then once college was done, oh, we got to go back to whatever home we came from. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. That sucks. Uh. So, yeah. According to Oscar, when this song starts, he goes, it's time to kill posers. Now I understand why he said that. Uh, This is definitely a song where Mosh Police could wreck some shit. I like how just straight up grind it sounded. And then Oscar, like halfway through the song, gave a woo for no reason. Like not a Ric Flair, like a woo for no reason. He's pretty done around this point.
0: You got to give him a break. We had to play this song. Was he going crazy? Were you all going crazy? This song we had to play twice. I think there was something where... One of us didn't play as good, and then it's like, all right, bring in the energy. It's like this was around the end of the night. I was feeling very tired, and like, here's the thing: when you run through a set like constant, you're constantly warm, but when you stop in between songs to check the songs, you get cold. And it was like, yeah, it was like, ow, ow. <laughs> but whatever, it turned out. It
1: like sounds like a fucking wall of chaos and sound in your face. Yeah, no. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you all the title: Live from the Chainsaw Cavern. Yeah. This is the Chainsaw Cavern now? I guess
0: now it is. Like, Oscar called it that. It's like, fuck it. All I do is talk about Chainsaw Tone. Fucking noise. <laughs> yo, this fucking, fuck this clean bullshit. I want fucking Chainsaw fucking guitar tones. I'm like, okay, you know what? It's not like not not fitting in like the current, like... Because obviously the last I space guess. was called the Rage Cave because, yo, fuck that tiny hole. Yeah. fucked the life situation. What was the,
1: what was the one before it called? We had a name for it. Oh, it was the Rift Cavern. Rift Cavern. And this is the chainsaw cavern. Yeah, I guess that that that's a that, 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 that that's a nice evolution. It, is, it, it like describes the like what's going on at the time. We have fun, everybody. I guess yes. We usually have fun.
0: <laughs> I th- hopefully. I don't when know. When it's not
1: fun, it's not fun, but when it's fun, it's really fun. I don't
0: even know what's fun anymore.
1: <laughs> well, you were making that with your missus before you came here. That sounds fun. it
0: was we're also watching Uncle Roger videos and like I'm just sitting there like I vibe with Uncle Roger so much. You mean Mr. Rogers? No, Uncle Roger. It's this uh, comedian man who has a persona of a 50 year old Asian uncle and he just basically just cringes at like people's like egg fried rice videos. He's like this is Jamie like uh, British like super like British celebrity chef Jamie Oliver so hard it's great. (laughs) Homeboy like made a video of him cooking like friggin' egg fried rice and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you putting the green onions in first? And then there's a moment he throws water in the rice and it's like, what are you doing? Jamie Oliver did that? Yes, I'm like, Jamie Oliver can't cook Asian food and it's fucking,
1: bruh, white people that's sorry that sucks doesn't he get roasted by gordon ramsay enough yes they were they 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 were colleagues together they were they were coming up in the cooking world at the same time and
0: ramsay has a better fried rice he
1: used yeah because ramsay's a great i'm not saying saying he isn't but ramsay's a
0: great chef no it won't be the time when ramsay got roasted for making weak-ass pad thai
1: oh yeah 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 he that like fucked with him too for a while he's like (laughs) fuck I get, dude, I guess Asian food has its own flavor and fucking like... Oh yeah, every culinary food does. Asian food's really one of the trickier Sorry,
0: ones. Sorry, British white people. Clean food, not good food. When you do an Asian food, you gotta have a little dirtiness. Well, you gotta remember, British food... If the kitchen looks more of a mess, <laughs> that means the food is better. You gotta and remember... Maxine to understand this. There's can, two Thai <laughs> restaurants in the town of Los Sosos.
1: Yeah. One seems oh, cleaner,
0: yeah. one seems dirtier. Now, the clean one's still awesome, but the dirty one still really killer. Like... It would come off shocky, but you eat the foods like this tastes more like freaking home cooking Thai food. And yeah. it's killer. Like, dude, the fucking they give you Thai
1: tea, that shit tastes like fucking ice cream. Plus, you gotta remember about British food, what people don't talk about. British food is either like fish and ships, high end French shit, um, like Spain seafood or tea and biscuits. No, the worst is like there's like a freaking
0: amateur chef lady that Uncle Roger just freaking watched, where like she tries to make like Oh, who is it? Like I might know who it is.
1: K cooking. Ah, fuck! I don't remember. No, like
0: she's total amateur, just like bad video, poor quality. She comes off as a nice lady, but holy fuck, she like took like she takes like a three, she takes like three minutes of like constant footage chopping garlic. Then she burns the fucking garlic to fucking charcoal, basically. And then, oh fuck, I forgot I got the times. No, I remember the timestamps of the freaking like music review. And then fucking then she puts in the rice, but uncooked hard rice. She did not know how to cook rice. I was oh. like, wait, you didn't know that how to cook the rice? like, what the fuck is going on? Holy shit, this just looks sketchy. And then she's got like egg battered, like freaking deli, sliced up deli ham. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then she like actually cooked the peas properly. I was like, dude, this is
1: weird. Yeah, I know.
0: But it's great hearing Uncle I Roger. Her, just, uh,
1: I, th- I think I see who you're talking about. Is this her?
0: Yes. She seems... Yes. Uh,
1: well, she's wearing an Iron Maiden T-shirt. Her cooking looks sketch, but she comes off as a really nice lady. But her cooking comes off sketch. Her, she has a thing on here called baked beans, pasta, and cheese. That just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. What the? F- what? Oh, but hey, oh, look, she has fuck? a she has one hundred and thirty thousand subscribers. So somebody likes her cooking. Some. That sounds sketchy, bro. <laughs> Another good like channel too
0: of like a dude cringing is Venencio's Plate, where he cringes at people making Italian food, and usually people making carbonara. He's always like, "You're making oh, it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't need to do this. Oh no, he like roast Gordon Ramsay because Gordon Ramsay does it more like restaurant style. Yeah, like actual carbonara, you kind of have to eat it once it's right and right and done and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But Uncle Roger was able to make a solid carbonara.
1: They're like, some stuff's like questionable, but... I know it's not real carbonara, but uh, the clo- the closest thing to a carbonara I've had is there's an Olive Garden near here, and they have oh, a... Oh, what uh, the fuck? They have a chicken-shrimp carbonara. It's actually fucking fantastic. It's, it's good. My, it's my favorite thing to get there. There's it's not chicken the real- and shrimp. There's bacon. They throw in red onions, but fuck the red onions. I don't need red onions. It's not red onions. That's, uh, red, be- that's red bell, bell pepper. pepper. That's even worse. I don't like bell pepper.
0: Whatever, but you're not even yeah. supposed to have that. Like, real carbonara is basically, um... is freaking... I it's pork cheek. Uh Some type of cheese. It's not Parmesan. You don't do that. And then you just grate the cheese and mix that with egg and while cooking the meat and then having your freaking noodles, fresh noodles, and that's carbonara with some pepper. Nothing else. You don't need to add salt. Like, the cheese and the meat itself is already salty enough. Yeah. And stuff, so it's like... I, I, and, like, since, like, most restaurants, like, to add cream, the cream's just there to help it, like, last a little longer. Because the egg does harden up once it's done cooking a little bit, too. So, story- that's why you're supposed to eat the carbonara right then and there.
1: Moral of the story is... Sorry, it's getting warm. Taking off. It's getting food.
0: hot. Well, it's been hot in fucking... <laughs> in the town of fucking San Luis
1: Obispo. Moral of the story is, is that uh, cooking's really complicated. It's easy. It can be. But it's complicated. So... You know, do it with care. People take that shit seriously. Yes. It is an art form.
0: It is an art form. That's why Uncle Roger, I just like sit and vibe with Uncle Roger. It's like, bro, I cringe at white people. I cringe at white people all the time, too, doing these like weird things, bro. I get it. I vibe. And then like other stuff, too, is like, why do you have to change up the like food on like the why do you always have to take out stuff out of the food? People put all, a lot of hard work to get the proper mix together, to make the proper food. Why do you have to take something out? It's like, yeah, bro, why? And then he had a great like Japanese joke too. Like, cause they were like, oh, I was they did a thing where freaking like he reviewed a video of the Great Brit like the like the Great British baking
1: challenge or whatever. Oh yeah, that show's cool.
0: Yeah, but like they were like, all right, it's Japanese week. Let's make steamed buns. <laughs> and he's like well, steam buns is more Chinese, but Japanese do, like, a lot of Asian people, well, a lot of Asian countries do yeah. steam buns. And there was, like, maybe one dude that had a Japanese, like... S- Freaking like steam bun. Everything else was some random bullshit, like a lamb steam bun or fucking cheeseburger steam bun. I was like, bro, at this point, if you're just gonna make a cheeseburger or a steam bun, just get a fucking cheeseburger. <laughs>
1: There's
0: a lot of stupid stuff like that. I was like, Asian dude, what food the is fuck is going Asian on. Asian food
1: is so weird. Like, if we're talking about how it's treated on cooking shows, because like I see cooking shows where people they're just like, okay, hey, well, it are done the, wrong. <laughs> they're like, okay, make Italian food, make Mexican food. Make this and that, and they're like, okay, they have a concrete idea. But it feels like in these cooking shows when they like have people cook quote unquote Asian food, they're not like cooking like actual Asian food. It's like it's like they're cooking an idea of what they think Asian food is. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm like, sure I don't that's also call it fake, Well, but, I'm sure
0: that's also mm-hmm. like that when they're doing Mexican food. No, it is, but... I'm like, no, I see, like, these two, like... I see, like, these two white dudes trying to make burritos in, like, a professional kitchen. <laughs> I see the... I, like... I just see the, like, thumbnail and I look at the burritos. I'm like, I know what an actual burrito is. And maybe... And I'm, and not- I'm like... It's just, like... It just somehow just
1: does not work. In my opinion, I think it's because other like culinary, like cultural culinary stuff is a little easier to maybe, I don't know, fake because, you know, there's more of a base to it because like, you know, with a quote unquote Asian food, the stereotypical thought is, you know, bowls, fish, rice. So vegetables. so to a lot of and, plus, and maybe an egg. Plus, you got to figure some of it's just being taught to people wrong. It's not their fault. They're just going off what they know. You know this, and I know this because yes. I've played all the Yakuza games. But oh, aren't you and, and I just cultural know, appropri, appropriation over well, here? I just played a video game. Hey, there's fucking nine of them. <laughs> but listen, but speaking seriously, as someone that like actually cares about Japan history and you being Japanese, you know a lot of that stuff is very particular. And like people that are in restaurants making food there, that's like their craft. That's like their life's work. They've worked for years to do that shit. So it's not just oh here let's just take some noodles and put it in a bowl. No, they it, the shit's down to a science. It's crazy, but it's down to a science. Yes,
0: and there are cringy people like Jamie Oliver out there making <laughs> bad looking ramen and bad looking egg fried rice. How he has like twenty five cookbooks? The, why is yeah, like we sell them? I don't trust. I'm like I'll trust Jamie Oliver if it's like um, maybe British or white like people oriented food. <laughs> Like, I'm like
1: such a racist
0: dude this is what no like literally fuck I literally watch videos of Asian people and this is literally how they talk and I'm like it's, I under it's like dude this is what I say too like it's like yeah you go to freaking Pan- Panera Bread because you want white people food
1: that's the like definition of white people food. No, it's a healthy alternative. Yeah, but whatever. It's, it's a- like I was re-listening to our uh, "We Sold Our Souls to Rock and Roll" podcast, and just like, just like the funniest thing is just you're just like white boy summer through the whole thing. White boy
0: summer. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but friggin', um, yeah, but going back to the Great Britain friggin' baking challenge thing. Whatever they like did, none of like nothing came off like Japanese at all. And then Uncle Roger in there's like. Bring in an actual Japanese judge and have him yell at him, And like, honestly, it's like, Jap- oh, you would do no, the best is like Sissy's comedian. Also cracked a joke too, where he's like Japanese. Per- it's like, dude, don't even worry. Japanese people love working. They work so much. They will most likely work for free. No problem. <laughs> no, I'm just like, bro, I vibe. I understand this. You speak <laughs> you like you're not speaking not truce, bro. Are you finally getting in touch with that
1: heritage of yours? Uh, in a proper sense. Not you fucking weebs you weebs make me cringe hey, don't, don't say you weebs you know I'm not like them I say that shit to joke I say in general weebs. there's people that shit it serious oh my god one of the funny really quick then we'll get on to DMX here one of my favorite things to do is fuck with some of my weeb co-workers and just be like like I have I have a, I have a co-worker her name is do you uh, just like reference me and it's like no 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 I mean I'll say shit like I have, I have this one co-worker she's great reads a shit she's drops like hundreds of dollars of manga a month but she's great she's She's cool. She's a lesbian. So one day I went up to her and I said, Oh hey, what's up? Uh gay chon?" She just looked at me. She was like, What? Did you just say? I'm like, I think you heard me. And then the other day I was like, Oh, Konichiwa queer coon. Yeah. It's okay, you know we're we're friends. We joke, but stuff. Or it's like sometimes I'll be talking to the misses, and I'll just be like, "Dude, you make me feel so good in my Kokoro. just shit like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, so I am not going to go on a like a 10 minute rant. <laughs> I literally was talking with a lady where it's like, why is it feel like that? Like people that aren't Japanese try to speak Japanese, make it sound bad. And it's like, it's honestly the the natural accents yeah. when they say the Japanese word. And like, yeah, no, because I literally was hearing like on the great freaking like great the Great Britain baking, whatever fucking show. Yeah, there's like the ball motherfucker is like, Hello. Or it was like, you are more of a, like, gentleman, like, British voice. It's like, how's it going, everyone? Or how would I say, konnichiwa? And I'm just like...
1: (laughs) I'm like, shoot me. Fucking shoot me, bro. Mexican Mexican language is a lot like that, too. Hola. Yeah, see, I fucking cringe at that, too. Oh, dude, I do, too. Hola, mi amigo. Hola. Gracias. Gracias. Como estas? Oh, my. Yeah, like, you can do that with any language. Japanese and Mexican and Spanish, it's really, it's like, like, because you can do it with, like, French, like, oh, bonjour, but that still sounds correct-ish enough. But, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, hola, Jaime. Como estas, señor Tyler? Well, don't worry.
0: (laughs) We're going to be, and we're going to take a quick piss break and we're going to get into Cradle to our review, of Cradle to the Grave. Yeah. A movie that had star, starring roles of DMX and Hong Kong superstar Jet Li. Yeah.
1: The and Wushu there's going to be
0: a cringy white dude in the fucking movie. So we'll be back to this. <laughs> there's a common theme with this. Like it's not stopping. We're going to like, I will be cringing. I will be having the Asian person cringe on fucking weird people trying to do Asian things but doing really poorly, but trying to own it. And it's like, no, stop. You're embarrassing yourself.
1: Man, I wish you would have been there when Filthy Frank dropped his weeb video. You would have loved it. Oh, bruh. <laughs> All right, listeners, we're back and ready to get going
0: on our review of Cradle to the Grave. The word cradle, the number two, and then the words the grave.
1: All right. Oh, no. Let's fucking jump in it. How'd this movie start, bro? What does your notes say? Well, that dope Eminem song that you rolled up, bu- uh, bump, and showed up. Yeah, they get Go the to fu- sleep, bitch! Die, die motherfucker! Die! Die! I heard that song for the first time like 12 years ago. I didn't even know it was from this. I didn't even know this movie existed until, r- not r- like when you said it, but recently in my life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, over Shots of New York. This song, so this movie was actually available on Netflix, which is where I watched it. yeah and um oh pretty dope this song was like inconsistently censored did you notice that like like, sometimes it'd be like go to sleep bitch die mother die die but then sometimes it'd be like go to sleep die mother die but then it'd be like go to sleep die motherfucker die like it was inconsistently censored yeah it was pretty funny Yes, it was. But yeah, shot to New York as DMX. New York, I thought it was L.A. landscape. I couldn't tell. It looked like L.A. DMX. Steps some big
0: <laughs> freaking poppin' city, most some likely Some big LA. Grand Theft Auto
1: city. Yes. DMX steps out of a subway in a leather jacket, which he wears for the entire movie. Not a leather jacket, a leather fucking
0: snakeskin-looking trench coat. Trench
1: coat, yeah, looking like, looking like shaft. Yes, shaft jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he wore that this entire movie. I don't think he ever took it off. So he's running through tunnels with a homie as this delivery is being made to a bank. D and his boy, which, by the way, I, I think, I think, dude, DMX, I never
0: got any of these His boy, I, I just call I, him the
1: geek. I thought his name was Miles, but I just kept calling him X's homie. And I think Let's just ha- call him
0: X's geek homie.
1: And I think Anthony. And I think DMX's character's name was Anthony Fate, but I just yes. called him DMX. Well, that's all I call him. He's <laughs> DMX to me. There were points in this movie where I thought this was just snapshots of DMX's life. So he they sneak in through an underground tunnel and then they get to the part where they're going to like blowtorch their way in and there's an x there and then he says x marks the spot well i mean that he's like hey x marks the spot dude like dude, dmx every
0: time he speaks is just high energy and in your face yeah he makes a- so abra- <laughs> his voice is so abrasive, abrasive.
1: and it's awesome he makes a phone call saying he's in position ready to steal the diamonds and we see jet lee king of wushu listening in on their conversation in this sweet car and then he gets out of the car some of the scene cut some of the scene cuts i thought were a little so <laughs> we, <laughs> we cut to x break it into the bank as gabrielle union i didn't again i think her character's name was dodger or something i don't know i just wrote down the main lady yeah i only know gabrielle union because i know i've seen her in other movies but we sell a book of hers at work so wait, what's her book we're gonna need more wine it's a memoir that she wrote um okay so uh okay so gabrielle goes in gets gets out of a limousine driven by anthony anderson anthony anderson i thought it was mark anthony that's the guy that was married to Jennifer Lopez. Why did I write down that? Mark? P- that was on that Pitbull song. He why said did, Pitbull, Mark Pitbull, Anthony down, Pitbull, Mock Anthony. Girl, my body don't. La- That's that song you like. Out of my mind, let it rain why why on the He comes off. Dude, this can, movie would have been better if it was Mark Anthony. No no Anthony Anderson now so. he's funny he's a guy that's been at it for, he's been on that acting grind for like almost 30 no, years no, and no. hasn't stopped Real, I don't know since I, the 2000s well, at least well I feel like in the 2000s he was everywhere but in 2010s I don't think of a movie I've seen no him no there. he's not like everywhere but he's mostly on TV now Okay.
0: But dude, he was fucking everywhere in the 2000s. No, I remember. I remember. Like, there was like you could just run into a movie and he's just fucking there. And it's like, damn, look at that. Fucking Anthony
1: Anderson or Mark Anthony, whoever the fuck <laughs> his name is. <laughs> Can you imagine if it Mark Anthony and DMX are on a song? Girl, my body don't lie. What? <laughs> anyway, so yes. Uh he goes, so uh Gabrielle Union walks into the bank and then Jet Lee is in like a hotel or an apartment, whatever. Some and then fancy he, apartment thing. Then, and yeah, he just, just starts doing parkour. He parkours like eight floors down for no reason. Yeah, He just hangs on
0: and just like, let's go and grabs the next ledge and just boom, 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 just parkouring. And,
1: and it's to sneak, he's fucking Jet Li, bro. <laughs> and it's to sneak into a room a few floors down. Then Gabrielle, by the way, if my notes sound all over the place, that's because with some movies we see there's cuts and I try to like, no, there's just the, no, like shit's yeah. jumping back and forth. Yeah. When we watch other movies, I try to condense the two scenes down, then report them separately. But this one is just scene, scene, scene. So Gabrielle goes to the reception desk. They cut to X breaking in. Then Jet Li sneaks up behind a dude and he's asks where are the stones what a stone and then this funky European man attacks him Jet Li slaps the fucking shit out of him and interrogates him for information on where yeah so st- he
0: just whips this freaking like rich white dude's ass in his fucking nice apartment and shit trying to figure out where the stones are I was gonna whatever s- what the stones are
1: I was at s- the moment I was gonna say this later but I might as well say it now you ever notice when Jet Lee Li, like is in fight scenes and stuff I know he's like super Buddhist you ever notice every time he's kicking someone's ass with those kicks of his he always has this weird serious look on his face like he, he always he always has this weird, like, sad look on him. He's just like... Every time he's... He's like... Chch! He doesn't make a sound. He's just doing kicks. He always just has this weird look like he regrets what he's doing or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Well, yeah, he does, like, when he, he has, fights... Like, the he's, sad, he has, like, the sad like, he gets boy a band little, face.
0: Like, he gets sad boy band face when he's whipping ass. And when he's, like, getting, like, a little trouble, he emotes a little bit. But, yeah, when he's whipping ass, he's got sad boy band face. Yeah, in
1: all his movies, I've just... I've noticed that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yes. So... Gabrielle Union is trying to seduce the security guard to get him distracted so he's not looking at the cameras. But she notices while she's trying to talk to him because he's kind of coldly putting her off, she notices a male magazine. And she's like shit. So she walks out and calls Mark Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Fuck! That was your fault! Fuck you! It says Anthony on my fucking nose! Anthony Anderson. She goes up to him and she says, This is a quote: change of plans. He's gay. You're up. So he's like, to his credit, he's like, oh, hell no, I'm not going to do this. And DMX says, this is not a conversation. Do it and make it good. Well, hey, if DMX is telling you to be gay, you better be gay.
0: And here's the thing about Anthony Anderson. He is very... Dude, his dialogue was awesome here.
1: Yeah. I love it. Fuck. She gives him her purse and he goes up to the guard just like this and goes, aloha. Aloha. Let's go, big boy. You know, going, you know boy? Hawaiian, Polynesian language, that's another one that when that's when it said, quote unquote, really white, it just sounds awful. Aloha. You know, shit like that. Uh, so anyway, she he, he's talking to me. He says shit like, I have such a weakness for a man in uniform. The guard's like, I'm not supposed to talk on, dude, talk on duty. He's like, Who's talking, baby? This is flirting. This flirting. <laughs> Unless you're one of those big handsome men that's letting all of that go to waste on a woman. And then the guard holds up the magazine, and the, that you know, and then Anthony goes, yahtzee. yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. It's
0: it's capped off by like, him. I getting, know. It's like I don't know if he had hate for being like everywhere and had kind of annoying demeanor, but dang it. He was, like, hitting... When he said Yahtzee, it's... Fuck, dude. It's capped
1: off by him giving the guard his business card, and he says, Tommy. That's his character's name. He's like, Tommy, but you could call me Rachel. This movie came out in 2003. Yeah, oh no, fuck, that's a minute ago. You can tell now. I told some of my coworkers about this, who are kind of on the SJW <laughs> side, <laughs> and one of them, my non-binary, oh, my, my non-binary coworker who knows Oscar, they said, "Yeah, because it's a joke to be gay." And I said, "Well, to be fair, the gay guard was not the joke or the punchline. It was he was just standing there and kind of reacting to Anthony Anderson. It was Anthony, Anthony Anderson's dialogue that was a joke. That doesn't make it better, but it's better than it could have." been Oh, In I the know. year 2003. He's like,
0: oh, I just thought there was like one more. I'm not getting into dialogue specific. He's just sitting there like, mm, I'm going to cuff me, big boy. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't like it if you like be rough. It's like, whoa, sorry. I do get a little rough. Mm, stop it. It was like <laughs> something. Like, like, it was like, like. Yeah, no. Believe me, this movie would definitely be like I'm under fire if it came out in the year of 2021. So
1: X and his homie and Gabrielle, they spend the next few minutes breaking into the bank with like really detailed precision. Like they show the steps doing it. You almost have to wonder if X did this before. And it's intercuts with shots of Anthony flirting with the guard. They blast the the safe door open and steal a shitload of diamonds. Yes, because they basically freeze off the
0: door, break it, then freaking set up a rocket launcher to yank off... No, they yank off the frozen part, and then DMX hits a thing where it, like, releases the fucking, like, mechanical gears. Yeah. And they start going through this whole fucking safe full of just, like, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions
1: and millions millions of of dollars of fucking diamonds. Millions... Oh, what tag team used to do that? Millions of dollars. Oh, that was primetime players. Yes, primetime players. So... Then they blast the door open, like I said, still dimes. Then Jet Lee is driving to the bank and he calls the police. He calls the police to tell them that DMX is currently robbing a bank, which is a sentence I didn't think I'd ever write in my life. <laughs> they mark out over all the money they just made. X specifically talks about he holds up this one thing. He's like, This has to be worth at least $2.5 million. And when he says it, he looks like he forgot his line halfway through, but remembered it. <laughs> and then Jet Lee Jet Lee calls DMX and says the police are coming. Drop the stones. And X is like, no. And then no? hangs up. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically how that combo went. So the 5-0 shows up. X and crew escape. And X- For the most part, like, freaking, like, yeah. you know, Anthony Anderson's freaking,
0: like, having dialect, trying to freaking move out the limousine he rolled up in. Yeah. I think basically they were able to work themselves back through the subway system. They split up. The geek goes one way. And DMX and the
1: main lady, Gab- yeah. excuse me. Not before DMX gives him a heartfelt speech. He goes, I can't tell you how to get there, but you know where to be. Then they like fist bump and they go, faith, faith. They did that earlier, by the way, when they blew open the safe door, they all went, faith, faith. Cause DMX was a, I don't know if you knew this, super Christian. Super duper Christian. There's a couple songs on some of his albums that are just straight up gospel. in general or just in like... No, in real life. Okay. Yeah, he was a super Christian. Whatever. So he's did going you know really he was, spiritual while committing crimes. Did you know he was like also like he did a lot of shit for
0: charity? God... Let me walk free, as I'm gonna impersonate myself as a U.S. marshal and then steal a Zamboni in this airport.
1: <laughs> Dude, the word Zamboni is so funny. Dude, but, so but an did, you also, Zamboni? did you also some know? Shit did exactly. you also know he did like a shitload of shit for charity? Maybe. And I, despite some of the homophobic shit in his lyrics, he actually performed at like a gay club. I don't know DMX's fucking career. Yeah. How but, about that? He, talk about a multifaceted, complex character of life. Yes. There's, DMX has done a lot. Ah yeah. uh, man, so they uh, so X and Gab uh, evade some law. X peaks Gab's cleavage. I he basically goes. Mm, well, here's the thing. Basically, nice. like
0: they get to the subway and like the officers are like investigating the subway. Like they first were able to check out on the roof, but then like the officers didn't see anything on the roof. So then they climb up onto the roof and stuff. Basically, they're on hanging on the roof while eventually the train goes off and stuff.
1: Uh, X's homies cornered by Jet Lee and he gets slapped around a bit. Jet Lee does this cool thing where like, okay, so he kicks the guy and he like falls over, but he like grabs a metal pipe. And then Jet Lee kicks the pipe out of his hand into his own, fakes the dude out. Then he like basically uses the pipe to unhook the bag from the guy's back, tosses it in the air, and then catches it and like walks away. It was like... That was cool. Yeah, so
0: basically <laughs> Jet Li just whipped the fucking geek's ass, and DMX and the main lady are freaking mobbing on this, like, hanging on the roof of this train, mobbing. They drop one bag, which I guess was some of the loot and stuff. But yeah. don't worry, don't worry. The importance of the plot, the Black Stones, they still got those. And then basically, I'm trying to, like, see where this is. Uh...
1: Because the bag that Lee that Yeah, jet- because like
0: at this time, like gently pops out of the subway. Yeah. He hops in his car. He starts driving off. He checks the bag to see if it's the black stones, but it's not. It's just some loot of like some other diamonds. He says a very gentle fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's just sitting there he's like, fuck. Fuck. No, it's just like I don't know if fuck. I've ever heard him say fuck before. Yeah, he's just sitting there it's like fuck. Fuck. Like he says a very gentle fuck. And then at this moment. He's a gentle
1: man. When yeah. He's not whooping ass. And
0: then we get. We meet a young, like a, a
1: some kid that is DMX's daughter. Her name's Vanessa, I think. So, yeah, we cut to... Yeah, we do that. Da, 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 da. Okay. X, meanwhile, I wrote... Because uh, Lee goes to the crime scene and X puts his very adorable daughter to bed. He gives her a necklace... And I'll tell you what. After doing some magic tricks, Dmx yeah. comes off like a totally cool dad. I'll tell you who what commits crimes. I'll tell you what the most surreal thing in the fucking universe is watching Dmx be a wholesome dad. Oh yeah, they say like a prayer good night. He like kisses her on the forehead, tucks her in. It's very believable, actually.
0: Yeah, but that's a al- weird thing but too. But you can also believe he's a hardcore criminal at the same time too. Yeah, he's like a GTA character, but a very wholesome Christian man. <laughs> DMX is a very common.
1: DMX is a character. He's crazy, like if you if you're one of those people that only play GTA Five, he's crazy, like Trevor. But he overall has a decent enough moral compass, like Franklin. Yes. Um. So okay. So he even so he goes to talk to his cohorts, and they're like, "Bro, what the hell happened?" Then X's homies showed up, and then he mentions how, quote unquote, some Chinese dude kicked my ass all up and down the train tracks. Yeah. So basically they lost all the
0: loot, but they have the black stones, but they don't know what the black stones are. Like, are these like black
1: diamonds? What are these? Yeah. Uh, because, uh, and then X goes to talk to that European guy. Cause I forgot to mention when Jet Lee called him, uh, he said that he had been sold out. So X puts two and two together. It's a European guy. So he's like, wait for my call. I'm going to get some Mantis.
0: So Yeah. So I also wrote down during the scene, I was like, DMX has a huge pad. You get a mini bar. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it looks like you get a mini bar when you're not paying your taxes. They have a meeting <laughs> on their freaking busted ish mission. Like hey, they still got
1: away with some of the like some of the loot. Hey, listen, DMX doesn't pay his taxes, but maybe maybe Alex Fate pays his taxes.
0: Oh no, he has a fucking <laughs> mini bar. So basically, we get the name of the white dude that gently beat the shit out of Mr. Christoph. Yeah. Like, okay, what was happening here? Cause I just have like, <sighs> so fucking, X- I'm just cracking up about fucking the mansion that you get for not paying your taxes. Were you, were
1: you, were you, were you getting stoked on DMX's house? I, I was like, it's hard not to notice. So, oh yeah. So then there's this dude. Um, I forgot to mention, I think this happened a second ago. There's a guy that walked off a jet um and now we're back with him it's a guy named ling and he goes to interrogate the guy who gently beat the shit out of so then x goes to this is when x meets the cringy goes to the cringy white dude the crazy cringy white Played dude. by tom arnold and holy the fuck. first thing this dude he is like does, high level cringe this, the first thing this dude does is roll up in a tank and then tries to sell dmx a tank yeah. So that's, that's what happens. So that's Tom Arnold's character. So to get in, then the idea was he goes to Tom Arnold to get these diamonds appraised X. And then, uh, yeah. So then X goes to visit Kristoff. Um, well, here's the
0: thing. He goes to talk to Tom Arnold. Tom, he asks is like, have you ever heard of a black diamonds? Like, no, I've heard of like all these other diamonds and like a very, oh, like see, just,
1: oh, Neil diamonds. Great in concert. Yeah. You know, no,
0: yeah. Neil diamonds. Great in concert. He drops off. He shows off the freaking black stone. He's like, Oh, well he looks at it, it's like you know what I don't know the value of this but you know what let me let me hold on to them sweet and then I will check and I will see if I got I can get you a number ba bop, bop. So, yeah, DMX then goes to Mr. Christoph. the well, I don't know why we keep like name him, like he's not that important character. Uh, he goes to his pad where he
1: was like his dealer and finds out he is dead in the aquarium. Uh oh, SpaghettiOs. Yeah, and then Jet Lee's there. And then Jet Li- fucking DMX asks, who the fuck are you? And Jet Lee goes, I am Sue, you know, like S U. And, go- and then X goes, and then X goes, I Sue, I'm Sally. What the fuck? I forget what he said next. But yeah, yeah, he just says, "You sue, I'm Sally." They have a fight, but sort of. It can't even get good before the fucking phone. The uh, phone rings. The bad guy's named Ling, and I just wrote down the main villain. Yeah, I just wrote down the main villain. He tries to threaten X into giving him back the stones, but but X keep repeatedly tells him he's got he's he to make him an offer. At which point, I am
0: a businessman. Make me a fucking offer. Your life.
1: Give me the stones, And and you won't die. And then he says, he says, listen, I got the stones. Uh, I'm selling. Put the money on the wood. I don't know what that means. But and he then said
0: he's just like, he just tells fucking Jet Lee, and he's like, you know what? I have no reason to fight. I'm just going to bounce the fuck out. Oh, it's fuck even this shit. It's
1: even better because Lee tries to pull the hole. I'm a very dangerous man. And then X just throws the phone away. He looks at DMX and he says, this is a quote. I don't understand this shit. What I look like? Salvation Army? I'm busting my ass all day. Ain't got nothing to show for it. You know what, dog? It don't even matter who the fuck you are. <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you. And then he just walks out. And then Jet Li just lets him walk out.
0: <laughs> Doesn't
1: matter. He's just he's just gonna tail him anyway. I just I laugh so much that part. It don't even matter who the fuck you are. <laughs> just I love that. DMX great, does great, great. Yelly,
0: like has a great yelly voice.
1: Especially, like, I don't
0: know if he's acting, like if facial he's emoting, but vocally he's a, he's a good that's voice the thing, actor. When
1: he gets angry, it just sounds like him rapping. Because <laughs> that's what. The, <laughs> well, that's is the, that what you want? That's the voice he uses when he raps. Like when he's with his daughter, shit, he's like, "All right, baby girl, I love you. Let's say a prayer."
0: I hope the angels
1: keep you safe. Meanwhile, guy threatens his, threatens his life. I don't matter who the fuck you are. So DMX drives off, but then a black van starts tailing him. He dodges and weaves his in and out of traffic and alleyways. And I'm like, bro, I think this is just how DMX used to drive. Yes. Obviously, there's a point where he runs into a cop and he slows down.
0: But then, yeah, he drives <laughs> down the alleyway. He does a sick thing where he puts, like, dumpster, in, like, in the back of his car and, like, rams the dump, like, freaking reverses That's and rams what he it. did. I got confused. Yeah, rams it into the SUV. He starts trying to fight the Stooges, but there's two of them. So they, there's a numbers game. He's then, like, freaking, they're, like, tell him, where the stones. Give us the stones. He's like, I'm a fucking businessman. Make me a fucking office. <laughs> They put a
1: gun in his face and he's like, that shit ain't going to work, Holmes. I'm like,
0: here's your offer. And then gently appears and then they both fight these dudes. Yes. They're like fighting him, whipping their ass all over the place to the point where there's like a fucking like two Rottweilers or
1: like two scary dogs. Oh, James, please let me. The greatest thing to ever happen in cinema history happens right here. Forget Citizen Kane, forget Star Wars, forget Steamboat Willie. X and Lee kick this dude into the gate where the two dogs are. The dogs get loose. One chases DMX and then DM fucking X wall runs up a wall. The dog follows him and then he does a flip and lands on his feet. In Timbs. <laughs> That's the thing. He's doing this shit while wearing Tim's. <gasps> this film should have won every award. Every award. It wins the award here. Oh my God, that was amazing. I I rewound that like eight times. Because just... DMX and Timbs just runs up a wall. Like it's a fucking Matrix John Woo shit. It was great. It was great. It ends with them being able to lock the dogs in a car. With the windows down, this is a classy film. I respect animals. DMX loves dogs. Like, really loves dogs. I guess when he's... But also, like, has them, like, also, like, fights dogs. <laughs> he was he does uh, dog fighting, too. He was homeless at, at points during his childhood, and he used to befriend all the stray dogs. He even said once, I think in a couple interviews, he identified as a dog. Well, he is Dogman X. Was Dogman a fur? Was DMX a furry? I can't say that. Who says? But he likes dogs. But was he an awesome rapper? Hells yeah. Hell yeah. So they go back and they talk to Tom Arnold, who tells them, quote unquote, I did what you said and put word out on the street about the Stones. Next thing I know, Wu-Tang Clan shows up. And I like put my, my face
0: palm and I was like, bruh, what the Fuck. So they, and then they. Uh, Fuck you, Tom Arnold, you fucking asshole. So this group of.
1: Shut the fuck up. God. So this group group of black dudes. took the stones and i'm like that's like five groups now involved in this because there's x and his homies lee we find out in this scene is working with the taiwanese investigation bureau or like
0: special forces or like the
1: cia for taiwan there's this Ling guy and now we've got a wu-tang clan apparently and i just wrote here i want to see method man fight dmx and then i just wrote man they should have made def jam too
0: Dude, just go play Def Jam Vendetta. That game is so great. No, it is great, but I want more Def Jam. Fuck, and I actually play, like, the fucking WWE games, too. Oh, that's sick. Dude, fuck, I just want to play Def Jam Vandetta. Dude, you can fucking fight all these rappers. The most sickest-looking one was Ghostface Killer. He had a fucking <laughs> Gold Eagle fucking, like, armband. Why? And a do-rag. <laughs> Dude, Ghostface Killer was the sickest-looking design. And obviously, I played as DMX and shit, too, but fucking... Yeah. Yeah, dude, you can beat DMX, you can beat the shit out of Ludacris. <laughs> I don't know why, that's
1: just so great. Dude, the game is great. Dude, I want well more Def Jam. Let me pull up the fucking lineup for that game. Give me Def Jam 2 or put DMX in Smash. I don't care, I want but I want either or. Sakurai, put <laughs> put DMX in Smash. Fuck, dude, Def Jam Vendetta came out in fucking
0: 2003,
1: 2004. Oh no,
0: well, no. Hello to, dude, we are in just fucking 2003 territory this right This was here.
1: the high point of, like, DMX in his, like, right. era. Fucking... Oh, God. Anyone good? Did
0: they put Jaw Rule in there? Well, I'm just trying to, like, look it up, because, like... Freaking... Oh, God. There's just, like... Because, like, there's also, like, a characters or something... But friggin, whatever, D-Mob's fucking crew, which I think is all the rappers, like, you had Capone, you had D-Mob, or, I he's not an actual person, wait, DMX, Funkmaster Flex, Ghostface Killa, Joe Budden, Keith Murray, Ludacris, Method Man, N-O-R-E, Redman, Scarface, S-Word, and WC. And then I think that's kinda, cause I, like, there's like the fighters and stuff too, but I don't know if these are actual rappers or something. Like, Air, like, Arai, Briggs, Carla, Chuckles, Chuckles Cruz, Dan G, Debo, <laughs> Deja, Drake, Headache, House, Iceberg, Manny. Yeah, I don't think there's an actual rap. I think these are just, like, characters in the game. But for sure, that fucking actual, like, rappers are, like, Capone, D-Mob, Dabo. Wait, is D-Mob an actual fucking... No, D-Mob was fucking Christopher Judge. Wait, what the fuck? What? Dude, it's the fucking guy. Dude, fucking D Mob is fucking Kratos from the twenty eight <laughs> video game. What oh the my fuck? God. Yo, what the fuck?
1: Oh my god, that's boy, that's great.
0: Yeah, so you basically are fighting Kratos. You can fight Kratos as fucking DMX or Ghostface Killer. Dude, seriously, Def Champion, I gotta pull up fucking like Ghostface Killer's friggin' art design. You continue yeah. on. We're talking so- about a movie.
1: So um Ling calls up X and uh oh Spaghettios, he has his daughter, Rip and he Yeah, so the main villain Jack DMX's daughter. And then he asks to speak with Lee. They speak in Chinese to each other, and then Lee tells him how he told Ling that uh Ling had that Lee has the stones and won't negotiate with X's daughter to confuse him and buy them time. Lee gets into X's car and they ride off to see a man named Chambers jump chambers specifically Ling and crew arrive at a warehouse to discuss what happened nothing really important happens. oh yeah
0: so this is fucking Ghostface Killers freaking art design it's like the sickest it. one
1: that's fucking badass it's just like you described do-rag gold eagle armband yeah like and fly. not like,
0: like no like literally like an eagle fucking like freaking hood ornament as an armband <laughs> like he ripped it off a, a car g- and a giant fucking chain too like look at this shit bro and obviously, if you have a fucking rapper name like Ghostface Killer, that's a pretty fucking sick name. That's so great. Like, it's like, it's like, I have to check you out. And also, yeah, there was fucking Method Man and Red Man and shit. Uh, oh, 2003, man. what times?
1: I want Def Jam 2.
0: So, well, there was like Def Jam, like Fight for New York, and I guess they were going to make another one.
1: Yeah, but then a bunch of copyrights. Wait, oh, yeah, weren't you going to
0: be able to fight Drake in that game? Yeah.
1: I'm going to beat your Canadian rapper ass, bro. <laughs> I wanted to fight Drake. I wanted to fight Usher. I don't know if Usher was going to be in the game, but they should have put him in there. Shit. So, yeah. So then X and Lee talk a bit in the car. Lee tries to console him on losing his daughter. And then they, but, you know, DMX is like, I don't want that character development shit. Then they talk about how uh, this Ling guy is a real thief and killer. We see the bad guys. He's an international thief, badass killer, I guess. We see the bad guys locking the daughter in a van. Then we see she tries to sleep. Uh, There's like a crossover layered shot of X reciting his prayer. I think it's the one he said to her when he put her to bed. I don't remember. Then after that really wholesome moment, they go to what what looked like Staten Island with this rap song where it was like, break some, break some. Nice song, though. They meet Mr. Chambers. This guy in prison is living like a king. Yes. Like, you. He, he's like... Uh, he's almost ju- nicer than X's house.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this did have, I'm sure, like a mini bar and a buffet set up that he had some fucking, like, he has some stooge serving food and stuff. But yeah, no, fucking Mr. Chambers has a pretty lit setup in the fucking jail cell. Well, he's telling a guard that, hey, my DVD player is broken. Go fix it for me.
1: It's like, I'll get you another one right away, Mr. Chambers.
0: So, yeah. So, some powerful fucking prison, bro. Yeah. Underground crime lord or Black whatever. Kingpin. Was that Kingpin
1: in, like, season three of Daredevil? Sure, yeah, basically. So, whatever, Black Kingpin in, like, the year of 2003. Actually, yeah, there only was a Black Kingpin. Remember the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie? Yeah, they, 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 they casted that one dude as him. I forgot his oh, name. Oh, fuck, Right. I can't remember his name, but... Uh, it's not Ving Rhames. No, not Ving Rames. What's was, the other dude that passed away, though? Yeah, he did pass. It was Michael, I think? I don't remember, Something. but you know who I mean. Yes. yes. So, <clears throat> this guy and X have beef because I think the way it worked was X took his girl, which I found out like 10 minutes later is supposed to be Gabrielle Union, because they mentioned their names, her name, and... They never mentioned Gabrielle Union's character's name on screen before until a little later and you know put it to her face. So, yeah, he stole Gabrielle Union, who used to prostitute for Chambers, I think, and he's real salty about it. So X is trying to ask him where the stones are, and then things get kind of racist because uh, Jump tries to speak to Lee in an Asian dialect, which turns out to be Korean. And he's like, what, that guy don't speak? And then Lee goes... I don't speak Korean. I don't speak Korean. That was funny. Then Jump just kind of roasts Korean men for a bit. And then X is like, look, man, they took my daughter. And Jump is like, Jump literally says, make another one. And then, yeah, they're about to fight and shit. But like, oh, well, they just bounce out. Not before Lee kicks a jump stooge in the face. Yeah. Then X decides, you know what? Let's split up. He has a gut feeling that the Stones are at jump's club. And then he sends Lee to uh, interrogate Tom Arnold. Like, hang with Tom <coughs> Arnold, see if they get more
0: information on where the stones are at. There's
1: some comedy where Ling's goons try to, like, shut up Vanessa, but she, like, kicks him in the dick and steals the van key, but then she crashes the van because she's, yeah, like, so 10.
0: basically her plan fails. And she's she dead, tried. Yeah, and then she gets tied up in duct tape and stuff. And
1: then Gabrielle. Well, this you, is a
0: pretty cozy looking fucking van. That, yeah,
1: it was a nice van. Yeah, nice fucking camper van set up, bruh. That looks almost as nice as your van. Yeah. This Gabrielle Union is at a club and runs into an old friend. I forgot his name. But he's basically the club manager,
0: owner, bro, or something. Or it's Chambers Clubs, but he's the manager, whatever. That actor got
1: convicted for murder. Nice. I don't know why I said that. I I was on the Wikipedia page. I was like, oh, this guy's got a good look. I wonder if he did any other movies. And it says, oh, years active uh, till 2014. He's still alive. What happened? And I was like, it was incarcerated for the murder of his wife. Oh, Oh, Damn. Okay then. So, so I made the rest of this movie a little awkward to watch after I googled that. Oh
0: well, it's gonna make it a little awkward a little later. Whatever. Basically, he, so, like, one moment he slaps uh,
1: like Gabriella, <laughs> so she like tries to seduce him and saying like, "Anthony, don't treat me, don't treat me good no more. Only cares about the kid." I just need to see an old friend. And yeah, she's trying. She's pretending she's she wants to get it. a
0: job. Yeah, pretending she wants to get a
1: job and tries to
0: seduce this dude.
1: So then the crazy white guy, which I wrote here, I, this is when I finally learned his name's Archie. Him and Lee go to an underground fighting. It's Tom
0: Arnold. Why can't you just say Tom Arnold?
1: <laughs> Tom Arnold and Look Jet. Look at that fucking Tom Arnold looking face. Because saying Tom Arnold and Jet Lee in the same sentence is really fucking surreal. <laughs> This movie is a lot of surrealisms going. Deal with it. So they go to an underground fighting ring or whatever. And Archie makes two racist comments because he was like, because uh, Jet Li was like, how will you recognize him? he's like, I'll remember his pinky ring. And he said, you know, a lot of those guys, uh, you know, those guys, um, the black guys that attacked me said, they they all, they all kind of look alike. You guys, too. Referring to, you know, Jet Li being And Asian. I just
0: rolled my eyes. I'm like, how did Tom Arnold get away with this? Because I guarantee you... No one watched this movie? <laughs> well, he didn't
1: write the dialogue.
0: Oh, 2003 is a different environment. Fuck, bro. <laughs> oh, man. So, this feels like Spike Lee. Please Reed. tell me your SJW freaking co-workers would cringe at this hard.
1: Oh, yeah, they'd hate it. God. Well, they'd at least hate him.
0: God, fucking Tom Arrows character. They
1: would appreciate Jet Li kicking ass, and let's be honest... DMX is a very attractive man. DMX is a cool dude.
0: Now, I know you have, like, the one lady that has fucking, like, um, I don't know how to say this appropriately. No, she's very, she she is attracted to black men. Yeah.
1: So even that, that, it's dark men specifically. I've heard her talk about it.
0: Yes. For you, you have that one co-worker. Yeah. So I'm sure maybe DMX would have swooned her.
1: Oh, of course. And then
0: maybe just, like, she would have even got hot and bothered with him just, like, just his yell rapping
1: what so my panties are off take me now so Archie and Jet ah fuck Tom Arnold and Jet Lee go there makes the comment then they're trying to uh because they're trying to catch a guy to threaten him so then we get to the underground fighting cage place and holy fuck there's Chuck Liddell
0: not just Chuck Liddell it's Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz and Tito or <laughs> I was like fuck dude <laughs> oh
1: how perfect you know Oh, those two are such a meme to me, especially after that shit a couple years ago.
0: Yes. It, was about, it has to be a couple years ago because, yeah. Wasn't I, it
1: 2018, 2019?
0: Yes, it has to be because it's like this is pre pandemic. And it was like, why are they fighting? And then you just see Chuck Liddell's like, he could
1: barely walk. Why is he fighting? <laughs> I loved fucking hearing Dave Meltzer rant about that because, you know, Pete, because when he heard someone talk about how this was like a must see, like, Anticipated requested match, and Dave Melter just sounded so pissed. He was like, Are you fucking ribbing me? Are you fucking ribbing <laughs> me? Who the fuck wants to see Tito Ortiz and then these old dudes? It was fighting. 2018 or 19. Dudes, Who wanted to see this?
0: They're 10 years
1: removed from the prime when they were actually fighting, like in this movie. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. Oh my god. So. Then Gabrielle Union gets into this officer's guy's office and then she, you know, and then she takes off her jacket. She's in a sexy getup, you know, skirt with the slit in the side and shit and a night in a... Sh- uh, tight shirt whatever
0: she starts doing like seduction and strip teases but then we yes. also
1: got friggin' Anthony Anderson not Mark Anthony Anthony Anderson DMX and homie are hopping across the roof to yeah, break into the place yeah they're
0: doing parkour and Anthony Anderson rolls up as guy.
1: Fu- this was some of the funniest shit in the movie because he's pretending to be a fucking pest control guy he rolls up and then he's just go- and then this this big buff black, ball black dude sees him the, tr- the door dude yeah and he's trying to get his attention and then he's like hey and then Anthony Anderson just walks past like, what's up, player? What's yes. up, player? <laughs> just, uh, what are you doing here? I didn't get well, you didn't his... get
0: the notice? I got like bomb spray this. So it's like, nope, business is going on right now. Are you serious? No one got you to tell you about the damn notice? Ah, it's always like this.
1: Yeah, you know, I didn't get any exact dialogue, but this was like actually really, Anthony Anderson was the funny, I mean, this wasn't a comedy, but his, all his scenes were pretty funny. Uh, This movie tried to be many things. It did. It even gets kind of a. It even gets kind of like not political, but it gets kind of like military thriller at the end for five minutes. Yes, so for some
0: this movie isn't <laughs>
1: anything. So I was laughing at this scene. He convinces the guards to let the guard to let him in the office so he can set off some bug bombs. Back with what looks like the inspiration for that one scene in heavy rain, Gabrielle Union dances, takes her top off, dances some more, like for real. This shit goes on for a while. Yeah, it's a hot Gabrielle seduction. Takes the skirt off, uh, takes the bra she off. She does, uh, yeah, but doesn't show her breasts. I was offended. You were offended? No, not really. I mean, that's. They, they, Sorry. They, you they, can't be like Halsey
0: showing her boobs on her new album cover.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I saw that like through the
0: fucking social media. It was like, wait, hey is man? that a fucking boob in, like, on my like friggin' like hey thing man, right now?
1: Hey man, free the titty. I'm a feminist. Whatever, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, homie, uh, oh wait, so yeah, that happens and then Anthony Anderson gets in the office. He's like, damn, you guys got a jacuzzi? And he says some funny shit like, there's a ball here, damn. He's like, he he's must like, be getting mad bitches with the ball. It's like, yeah, babe, Baby, yeah, ride the ball, baby. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he's like, yeah, baby, ride the ball. it's like, he's just imagining just fucking... I kind of want to watch this
1: movie again, but I just want to fast forward to all the Anthony Anderson scenes. Like, the gay one was kind of cringy, but that's just because of modern sensibilities. I'm sure if I saw that scene 10 years ago, I would have laughed more. Like, it was still pretty funny. But yes, so that happens... And the dance is still going on. Whatever. He likes basically Anthony Anderson sets off the bug bombs to like get
0: it all like smoked out so that DMX and a geek can freaking repel sw- through the roof. Yeah. They like swing down and just repel <clears throat> through the fucking like when like the freaking sliding glass door. I was shit. like is this
1: Indiana Jones now. What the fuck? Or the Matrix shit. Dude, <laughs> they're just fucking going in and then they just start tearing apart the place. There's a great line where X's homie says, man, you crazy. And, and then X looks at him very seriously and goes, I'm a father.
0: Okay then, <laughs> and they just start tearing apart the place and stuff, trying to find the stones. Yeah. Well, he like whips out a friggin' like um, metal detector and friggin' tries to find like a safe and something. So at one moment they whip out a fucking fifty caliber friggin' sniper rifle to blast open <laughs> the safe, but yes. makes a loud enough noise because like Gabriella, I can't
1: remember, I can't, what's her name, the main lady. Oh, like her character's name. Or no. her actor's actress's name, actress name, it, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union. So Gabrielle
0: Union is about to suck this dude's yeah, penis. Her last
1: name's Union.
0: Yeah, so she's about to suck the dude's penis, but they hear the fifty cal shot go off. Then he friggin' like bitch slaps her across the face, where she's just dead now. Yeah, metaphorically, metaphorically. <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> and, like I apologize. It's fucking joke.
1: It was by accident. I know. Like
0: you don't understand. Like I'm just gonna say spoiler alert. Because there's a point, like, well, next scene, it's, like, everyone's, like, all the fucking, like, staff in that club goes up, and friggin' DMX is just hunting for the stones. He tells his geek friend to leave. And basically, friggin', all, like, everyone pops in, like, DMX fights off all, like, the guards and stuff, but then the club owner just comes up and just gives a back... Freaking, a freaking back bitch slap, which it fucking takes him down.
1: Yeah, like this is a
0: like this dude. This club owner had a mighty bitch slap. He took <laughs> like he took two people out with like one slap, and one of them was DMX. Yes. Sorry, listeners, quick cut off, but yeah, back to fucking DMX getting fucking murked by like one bitch slap.
1: I don't know what's up with this guy, but he had a freaking mighty bitch slap. And then we get treated to a, to a really unusual site, like really odd, and uh, we see DMX getting arrested. Ain't that some shit? Man, dude, it seems like, dude, uh, have you ever seen DMX get arrested? <laughs> but yeah, no, DMX you gets arrested. You know what I appreciate arrested. about DMX's fighting style? Like you know, comparing it to Just Jet Li brawler, yeah, he fights realistically. He throws wide punches, kicks the dick, very modern, very real. I don't feel my intelligence insulted. Yeah, well, old well, Jet Lee is fucking wushu master, and then he tries to lock pick his cuss while Jeff Lee, Jeff Jet Lee is forced to fight in that row here. Holy shit! It's Daniel Cormier. No, it's not. Wasn't that Dan? No, it's Randy Couture. Randy Couture. Fuck. Daniel
0: Cormier is black for starters. This was a white man. I read the Wikipedia page wrong. They have similar names... I don't know if DC was even in this fucking movie but you know who was in this fucking movie that fucking asshole John Jones and every time Jet Li whipped his ass it was great It's like man <laughs> if only this could happen in real life this
1: fucking coked out steroid freaking jackass you know what's funny is Jet Li sent in an interview one time he was like you know just, he was basically like yeah even though I'm like the super accomplished martial artist I don't have any MMA trained so he was like any one of those guys uh, those MMA guys from Crail to the grave could have whooped my ass yeah I think that's just him being humble I think he he could have kicked a couple like, of their You literally, asses. it's
0: like you got fucking already like pretty like established legends of Chuck Liddell and. Freaking Tito Ortiz and Randy Couture and upcoming fucking legend of freaking John Jones. Let fuck John Jones. I
1: think he could have kicked a couple of their asses.
0: Yeah, I don't know any. I didn't recognize anyone else. I was like, I don't know, is that Frank Shamrock? Nah, was Frank Shamrock in the UFC? I don't fucking know.
1: But yeah, so we'll talk about a dream match, Randy Couture, except they don't actually fight, which is lame. It's mostly him just dodging, and then there's a moment where freaking like they ca- like they were able to like
0: freaking like find the dude that freaking Tom Arnold's trying to hunt down. And he's like, all right, I quit. I'm done with the fight, but. Then then the fucking midget announcer comes in yeah there was a midget announcer ha ha lol
1: and he's just sitting there he's like no you fucking fight and he's, he's like- kind of a famous like little person actor too martin kleba he's been in a shitload of movies actually do you remember that small pirate from pirates of the caribbean he was in like all of them that's him oh word yeah he's been in a lot of movies there's a lot of people in this fucking movie yeah this movie had some money Something, but yeah, no. He just starts. Then he starts trying to have a kung fu fight with Jet Li. Yeah, he's throwing punches and kicks, and Jet Li's carrying with his kids. I'm like, Jet Li, what are you fucking doing? Why, why are you going toe to toe with famed little person actor Martin Kleba? And then all the UFC fighters start coming
0: in, and then he starts using this freaking little man to fight him off.
1: Not Chuck Liddell, though. Of course, he doesn't kick his ass. He well, kicks so, everyone. Well, Chuck his, ass got whips by Tito Ortiz in the movie. How pissed do you think he was? that that happened in the movie I don't fucking know so technically the score is
0: two to two whatever Chuck Liddell got money to go fucking feed his coke habit I heard it was
1: pretty bad yes man I'll never fuck Chuck Liddell my mom met him once and then she and then he and then he snubbed her when she asked for a picture because she's because he said like he kind of thought about it and was like uh, nah and then just walked away and I, he gave her like a handshake or whatever and I'm like fuck you Chuck Liddell but yeah, so, uh, So then X
0: breaks freeze of his cuffs. Well, and here's the, m- the thing we get the freaking X gonna give it to you song start playing, so you know shit's about to get real.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He starts whooping cop ass while his own song plays. I can't tell if this is stupid or awesome. Pretty sure it's awesome. Yeah, because then he jacks a quad, because of course, DMX <laughs> jacks a quad,
0: because nothing more says New York than Tim's and quads. I told you this 2000- was New York.
1: No. DMX is New York. Yes. Dude, I tell you what, this is the best sequence in the movie because you get an awesome, you get this, because there's this funny part where, because the cops go after X on this quad, but then there's this group of white dudes there and the guy's like, he jacked my quad.
0: He jacked my quad. So then and he so hops he... on his motorcycle and it like this freaking like, I don't know. So freaking uh, motocross, bro, Friggin' like gets his quad jack. So he hops on his motorcycle, chase down DMX. And he
1: kept with him better than the cops.
0: Yes. But then at one moment, because like freaking gently is fighting off all these like freaking UFC fighters eventually squares off with, well, I've already said Tito Ortiz, but not in the sense of Huntington, ba- Huntington Beach, bad boy, Tito Ortiz. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Yes, where he's actually like being tough and like Jetly's punches aren't working against his solid Huntington Beach. Tan abs, <laughs> but eventually Jet Lee starts pulling Spider-Man shit where he starts climbing up the cage. Yeah. The fighters knocks down the cage, but then that like cage piece turns into a trampoline and starts having a fucking trampoline
1: matrix battle. Dude, he gave a sick fucking roundhouse.
0: Yes. jet Li is, uh, is Like j- literally he does a roundhouse kick where it sends John Jones like a fucking mile away. <laughs>
1: that was the best! Like I, I was like, I can't not note of watching John Jones John get his Cla- fucking ass I with. know Jean-Claude Van Dam is known for his kicks, but like Bro, Jet Lee's main offense is kicks. Whatever, Jet Lee's sick as fuck. Yeah, man. So, sick yes. So, Lee does his sixth shit. Eventually, uh, X takes the chase through the building with the quad man. Well, here's the
0: thing. It's like, yeah, X gonna give us, like, X gonna get a, give it to us playing. Like, there's a moment where, like, freaking, X is playing demolition Dodge Derby with the police cars, but then it's just, he's, then he does a sick jump, but then he's getting chased by the motocross, bro. They're just starting climbing stairs through this random building (laughs) and they like crash through some windows. Can those
1: bikes do that? Well, I guess they can. I don't know,
0: but they crash through some windows where the motocross guy couldn't make the jump through the window. So X is able to like, like freaking shake him off. But then X starts hopping through, DMX starts hopping through the roofs. Like, just starts hopping roof to roof on this fucking
1: quad. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? See, DMX was the original inspiration for the future Fast and Furious movies, bro. For the most part. Like, those movies get stupidly, like, cr- dumb. Hey, man. Uh, oh, fuck, what's the quote? What's the meme from the new one? Family uh f- Family first. I've seen a bunch of memes for it. I just know we just see the friggin Vince Diesel like the Freaking Vin Diesel memes. And I still need to go see that movie.
0: And people say this movie is like really like dumb and like lost the plot. But the movie Cradle to the Grave has way worse fucking like critics ratings than the fucking new Fast and Furious My movie. My question
1: to that is have you literally not seen any movies after Tokyo Drift? Well, like they were fine, like for a minute. Like five's really good.
0: For the most part. Most part. Yeah, I remember five being good. Six was like, okay. Seven was cool because it's the freaking Paul Walker send-off, and it was really dumbass action-y. Yeah. But These then, movies got better when yeah, they started. Yeah, but then now eight and nine just seems like, yeah, it was bringing like freaking Charlize Theon, and now it's like some fucking superhero anime shit, <laughs> but with cars and I've been Vin telling Diesel. you that
1: for like five, four years. Now it's basically the MCU or the DCU, but the superpowers are cars. And Vince. And Vin Diesel
0: just freaking—I don't know—just able to survive stuff and freaking break freaking uh, parking garages with a stomp.
1: <laughs>
0: the thing about the streets, thing about street fighting, the street always wins.
1: <laughs> I was like, what? So anyway, yeah. Yeah, so now back to Cradle to the Grave. X hides in a parking structure. Meanwhile, Archie finds the guy and, like, he tases him or whatever. And he's, like... Well, he was able to tase him. Yeah. Because he, like, freaking gently is, like, done fighting. And then he,
0: like, finds, like, Tom Arnold in a limousine with the guy. And basically they interrogate him and stuff. I'm going to go, like, take it on from here. I'm going to go run off and piss real quick. So
1: then, so then Bad Guy Ling meets with that Jump guy trying to... Oh,
0: yeah, Chambers.
1: Yeah, trying you to get him to... Jump? G- I
0: say Chambers. Well, his I name's name chambers.
1: Jump Chambers.
0: I, I just went with Chambers. It's
1: yeah, but easier. Jump, like Shonen Jump. Whoa. Get the jump.
0: Whatever. Tell me how the main villain fucking does his okay.
1: conversation with Chambers. Well, I'll tell you, but I'm really telling the audience because you're going to piss. So... Basically, Jump try is uh, trying to get Ling to pay him to give him the stones, and you know he goes on. Uh, Jump likes to go on like big rants or whatever to basically show just what a massive cock he is. And then when Jump refuses to give up the stones, Ling kills his associate by stabbing him in the neck with a lobster claw. I have to admit that was the first time I'd seen that. Uh, then, uh, knife to his throat, Jump uh, interrogates, um, you know, uh, sorry, Ling interrogates Mr. Chambers for the stones. He still kills him, though. Oopsie. Well, he did that on purpose. So, X and Lee infiltrate, um, what's his name, Jump's club, but they find it's deserted. And once inside, they find all the guards are dead, and they find one single stone. And now they're just like, well, shit, now we have to find ah! out. I'm back. <laughs> so I told, how, it, I told him how in here. Fucking. I told him how I told him how Ling uh, tried to interrogate Chambers. Then he killed his homie with a lobster claw in the neck and how I'd never seen that before.
0: Yeah, that was pretty fucking insane. I'm yelling because I'm away from my. It's hot in here and I need to grab another liquid death.
1: And then, and then he kills Chambers, and then I and I mentioned how X and Lee went back to the club, found all the guards dead, and they found one single stone. And now they're trying to find out, you know, where they where they where the villains are. And now we're at the part where the villains have all the stones and they do some crazy laser science shit. Something like that. Are we at the point where freaking um
0: because like DMX's daughter Basically, I don't know. I keep saying it. she escapes her duct tape and finds a phone in the freaking like in the in the God, the fucking camper van. She's able to call DMX, but freaking like the villains were smart and they painted off the windows of the like paint off the windows of the van. But then she's able to, like, find one teeny little, like, hole that they didn't paint over. And she's, like, seeing, like, I don't know. We're in a giant freaking building. Ha- I cannot talk right now. They're in a giant building. There is a green, like, friggin' laser light show going on, as she says. And then friggin' Jet then brings in, like, exposition about the friggin', um, where he's like, oh, I know this machine and stuff. And then Tara Arnold comes in and is like, yeah, so those
1: black stones are synthetic plutonium. Yeah, this is where it becomes, like, this is where it becomes, like, war thriller. Well, yeah, the phone died to, like, add tension, but they were
0: able to kind of figure it out. But they, like they deduce that all right they got the machine going on and they need to get rid of the stone soon so they're doing this black market arms deal tonight
1: yeah and the green laser enriches them or something
0: it's a machine that's able to like activate the plutonium and ship so the tr- what they eventually figured out is like okay big building airport hangar we need to get plans of like freaking we need like flight we need to figure out the freaking flight list plans of like people coming in because if there's like a mass of people coming in then we can figure out it could be that
1: hangar and hopefully that uh, DMX's daughter is in there. See, they said that, and then literally in the next scene, they're like, all these helicopters going to this one place. I'm like, oh, that was easy. Yeah.
0: We also get a little bit more exposition on the villain, too, where he is ex-Taiwan Special Forces with Jet Li, but he betrayed the unit and killed everyone. But yeah. Jet Li was able to survive.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it was this weird scene where it's an outer shot of like Jet Li and DMX driving over a bridge, and what feels like a rushed like voiceover yeah Lee very quickly very awkwardly tells him how he knew he knows Ling they grew up together they joined the government at the same time but then Ling betrayed them and killed his team in like 20 seconds he said that
0: yes all the exposition is like okay quick exposition dump and then yeah no which, I think, yeah, after that exposition, the machine's some going science off. shit happens. Science shit, because the dude that's running machine explains us the stone, like, explains that the power of the stones, they're, like, synthetic, like, they're able to break one stone and a little chunk of it, he's basically testing the friggin', um, the volatility of, like, just a little, like, broken off piece of the stone. He keeps just, like, explaining, like, alright, there's a certain bomb level can blow up a friggin', like, building can blow up a block, one Hiroshima, two, two Hiroshima, Hiroshima's, and then, <laughs> New New World
1: Order. order. And then he's like, all right,
0: so the starting bid and then like they stop the machine and the lady and then like the yeah, there's also a villain lady. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we forgot to mention that, but she hasn't really done much. And then she starts saying, All right, starting bid per stone is two hundred thousand dollars. Bruh, you can get fucking new world order with one stone. Why is the starting
1: bid two hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, it should have been like two million. Fuck. Even 200 million. Yeah. New world, world order. Of order. <laughs> but no, we got to start. Well, they had to be fair to the black arms. Yeah, but
0: and- then the fucking no- it's just nonsense bidding where it's like,
1: all right, five stones
0: for this, five stones for this price, five this stones price.
1: for two million, uh, six million for three stones. And then she like just cuts it off at one moment. It's like, the prices keep going up.
0: Why do you keep cutting off the fucking? Yeah, she's like
1: soul. So there's like thirty stones are left. It's just stu- d- d- d-
0: I look <laughs> ten for this price, and it's like these fucking like arms like dealers are just like all up in her fucking business. Yeah,
1: the setup to the finale was kind of rushed.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: oh so then well, this whatever shit.
0: then fucking Tom Arnold and freaking Anthony Anderson bust through with a fucking tank well they they eventually showed up and like the geek has a sniper rifle and he's able to scope out the building he's like okay yes
1: yeah, so and then Tom Arnold and Anthony Anderson bust through with a tank and hold everybody up yes but then the dude that was running the fucking plutonium
0: machine or whatever hops on a turret and starts blasting at the tank but eventually freaking Anthony Anderson was able to forget like when the dude had reload Anthony Anderson pop up and took the like Tank turret and was able to gun him down. So,
1: meanwhile, Vanessa makes a run for it. it actually, it was her getting out of the van because she broke a window. It distracted Anthony Anderson long enough for the guy to get to the Gatling gun. Yes. So there's a wh- lot going on. here. So one of the guards gives chase. This guard is the same one. He's kind of antagonized Vanessa through all the the movies. He's a bald guy. Yeah. So he gives chase.
0: He gives chase. The freaking antagonist for Vanessa, or like the Vanessa
1: and bald dude, bald thug rivalry. <laughs> Anthony takes out the other guy. Then Lee fights the evil wor- lady working for Ling. But just well, he's as- like hunt- he's like chasing down Mm-mm. Ling. And, yeah.
0: But the evil lady is like holding him off and stuff while Ling makes his escape.
1: He's like take he's like you do him which i thought was a weird way to phrase that but yes they fight for a bit and then just as she's about to shoot him gabrielle union comes out of nowhere and she's gonna fight her now i guess cat fight lady fight bruh oh shit i can't do the waller puppies puppies and then yeah so uh and then ling (laughs) ling jacks a helicopter but Archie and Tony shoot it down. That was funny because they were trying, well, here's they were the thing. trying it to. It was sh- like he jacks a hell No, like, because there's a couple helicopters. He, like, there's like the
0: friggin' arms dealer that's in the wheelchair. He fucking kicks him over, hops in the helicopter, holds the pilot at gunpoint to tell him to take off. The pilot's like, whatever, I don't want to die. So they're like, start taking off. Jet Lee hops onto the freaking clings onto the wheel, tries to pull himself up, like it, like it causes the helicopter to lose balance. But eventually it's like Ling realizes, hey, yo, retract the landing gear. Freaking knocks off Jet Lee. But then yeah, Tom Morrow and Anthony Anderson, after bickering, going like, hey, freaking load the friggin' like hey, load the friggin' <laughs> like Anthony, How do I do that? It's like take the giant bullet thing and put it in the hole. And Anthony Anderson's like, shoot this motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like they're able to shoot down a moving helicopter with a tank I'm like fuck damn like, good are shot you, I, I, wow. so these well, are well just f- the tail end because yeah. then the helicopter goes in the mad spin and friggin hit, hit, run, runs into the building knocks over a helicopter and then, causing a huge gasoline leak and a ring of fire to set this was up. the most
1: Jet Li shit in this whole movie so Jet Li and Ling are gonna fight each other in a ring of fire and then somehow some way water pours on them so yeah it's a rainy ring of fire a f-
0: raining ring of fire I swear to God. You know, it's fucking hilarious because I think Jet Li's movie prior to this was Romeo Must Die. Yeah, Jet Li did, like, a two-movie yeah, run. Yeah, that's right. Which had
1: DMX in it. For a second, yeah. And we're, the same director, actually. And fucking Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These were some homies. Yeah, for some
0: reason, there was, like, a two-movie run of, like, Jet Li doing, like, movies hanging out with black people and friggin', like, ends up... <laughs> <laughs> and then, and the final fight ends into a fucking ring of fire.
1: Same shit. Yeah, but this one had range, so that's the difference. True. This, this this is like when I I don't think he did this fight, but this is like in the first Expendables when that one guy fought Steve Austin in the ring of fire. Yes. So yes So the final fights are Lee versus Ling DMX is giving chase to the ball guy Fighting Vanessa They're kind of tag teaming him And then Gabrielle Gabrielle Union is fighting the lady So the fights are pretty good Lee and they're Ling They're like intercutting They're intercutting with each other Intercutting Yeah I don't Ling. know how they
0: intercutting Ling and Lee I'm not good at speaking the English <laughs> language sometimes the But f- I am also cringe at like Freaking people who can't speak English Try to speak other languages
1: I know the irony <laughs> Mm-hmm. So Ling and Lee have a pretty good technical marvel with sick kicks. X is having a good brawl. And Gabrielle Union um like, having, they like, tried. some
0: weird kung fu fight thing. They try. I just
1: remember she freaking, like, cut-punts her for, like, a second and launches her in the air. <laughs> yeah, and then their fight ends when they end up tangled up with the Uzi and she's able to shoot the chick with the Uzi. Then, uh... My notes scrolled up, fuck. Dude, it, like, it just becomes weird
0: because then, like... Yeah, no, like literally like Gabriella is able to like beat the evil lady by doing a sick arm counter while she like has her Uzi in her hand and like she blasts herself to death. The freaking DMX is able to beat off the bald thug by taking the freaking like freaking uh wheelchucks. And use them like nunchucks, and basically smack him across the head. And freaking yeah, they're able to like beat him.
1: Oh, that was great because he hits him. So this is this was actually the sequence of events. He hits him with that. Then he hits him in the nuts with the propeller of the plane. Oh yeah. Then he smacks him so hard with the thing. He, he with the wheel hit- chalk nunchucks. Yeah. He goes face first into the wing of the plane, and DMX goes wrong kid. Definitely the wrong father. Is great, and then the end of Jet Li's fight is pretty fucked up because he makes Ling like swallow the ta- Like They're fighting, so like there's something we missed because there's like a little little
0: capsule with like the freaking like piece of that black stone they were using for the demonstration and stuff. Where I guess for whatever reason, so there's a point where like Jet Li's able to take that little capsule, shove it down the dude's throat, freaking cover his mouth, and then freaking chops his fucking throat, activating the capsule where he just then like the Ling's body just disintegrates from freaking radiation, like poison. Yeah, he melts from radiation the inside he, out. Yeah,
1: that was fucking brutal. Yeah, pretty gnarly ending. Like the movie actually wasn't that violent. Like there was a lot of bad words, but if you really look, there wasn't like a lot of gore, fucked up violence. Even even Kristoff's dead. End. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck. Hey, wait a minute. I just thought of something. Yes. Why the fuck is this movie called Cradle to the Grave?
0: I don't know. I really don't know.
1: That had nothing to do. There was no. nothing connecting that title to this. No, this movie was a very weird movie. Why was it called Cradle Number Two: The Grave?
0: There Why were are you no asking? cradles.
1: Do I need to? Do I need to pull up the Wikipedia for research? <laughs> no, there is nothing. I looked. It's just, just out of nowhere. This movie just randomly existed one yeah, day from the nowhere. ether. Yeah, out of nowhere. But then, yeah, and then the movie ends. Uh, X hugs his daughter. Uh, They X part ways with Lee and the movie ends with everyone walking away. Tom Arnold gets some last cringy stuff where he's like, hey, man, we make a really good team. Yeah,
0: like, literally, yeah. Tom Arnold's just saying cringy shit. I wrote down, shoot me. (laughs) Seriously, every time Tom Arnold speaks, I was like, why? Ah, He's so horrible.
1: And then literally the movie ends. Ah. And then literally the movie ends with X saying... He needs to get his shit together, and I guess I'm going to be spending some time in jail. Yes. and you can't basically, make this up.
0: And a long credit shot of them walking, and then they talk to the police. And then just a fucking mad lib dialogue of Tom Arnold and Anthony Anderson hanging out on the bench talking about the scene, about this, like, what they just went through. Possibly, like, doing a pitch for, like, a movie called Sidekicks and stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, they're just mad libbing. Yeah. And then the movie ends. So.
1: Was this a good movie?
0: No, it's a, like, it's total fucking um, brain junk food. But it's a fun movie. But it's like in the best
1: way, though. It's brain yes. rot.
0: It's just brain junk food. But it's a fun movie. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, no, this is like a movie I watched on repeat as a kid. I don't know What? what- yeah, yeah, dude. You had access as a little boy to Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Here's the thing. This is like explaining how friggin' uh, like, hello, like, like a young lad, not like like parents that have too much money, but we we're creative. We had a VHS player, and at one moment, then had a DVD player, which then we were able to take blank DVDs and we recorded this movie onto a blank DVD. So I was able to watch this movie on repeat as a young child. I it, did not know that. Yeah, no, and it was weird watching it as an adult again because I realized, oh god, this fucking Tom Arnold is hella cringy. <laughs> but then, like Anthony Anderson's, like maybe because it's like maybe around the time I remember him being really annoying and oversaturated because he was all over the fucking place. I don't think they're really. But into here's like the thing: he was a gem in this movie. He was a gem. Oh yeah, I love his Mad Libs, just constant punishing, like funny. Shut
1: s- this motherfucker! Yeah,
0: seriously, he, he was a cartoon character.
1: Anthony Anderson always was a cartoon hilarious. character. I can't believe he got cast in, like, Law & Order for, like, five years. Holy fuck, dude, that's right. He was, like, the star for the last, like, few oh seasons. Oh, my God, dude, holy shit. Yeah, man. That, that's
0: why. I knew I was, like, dude, he was fucking everywhere. I was, like, dude, he was on Law & Order. Fucking right, he was. Holy shit. Anthony Anderson was fucking everywhere
1: during that time period. Yeah, man. I, w- I was looking up to see like how long his tenure was. Let me, let me see here. Okay.
0: What of recent, that's what I'm more curious about. Let me look within Did the last he step away.
1: Well, uh, he had this one show that was on. Let me see if it's still on, but it's called, um, it was called black ish. Fuck. I remember that show. Uh huh. Oh yeah. oh it's still on. It debuted in 2014. It's still on. He was in that uh which is still going strong. He does a couple things now and then. Goes on some shows. Um does some things on some episodes. Does a lot of reality stuff I see here. Uh Blackish is like one of his only um, So is Blackish still going? Yeah, that's what it says. And as far as for movies, eh, he hasn't made a movie since 2019, but you could probably blame that on pandemic. Ooh. Yeah, he what was, was his last movie, 2019, called Beats, an American coming-of-age <laughs> drama directed by Chris Robinson. The film stars so and so and follows a reclusive teenage prodigy. What the fuck is this movie called
0: Grudge Matt? Wait, he was in the fucking like Robert De Niro Stallone movie. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a bunch of old fucks with like Robert De Niro. It was like a movie about old fucks. This was
1: the, these were the movies I saw him in. I remember him probably first and foremost from scary movie three and four with Kevin Hart. Yes. Yeah. 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 You want to talk about surreal? Imagine fucking me going back to watch scary movie three. Oh or- boy, was it Scream four? What the fuck? Oh, my God. He was That's a, right. He was a cop. He was a fucking Transformers. Yeah, yeah. He's the one on that meme. Bro, Bro, he he was, was fucking everywhere. You know, I don't know you how. Know that, you know that
0: meme?
1: Uh, of Harold the and Cooler go to White Castle. Bro, he kept showing yeah, up yeah, in yeah. these fucking he, movies. He was the guy that worked at White Castle, I think. Yeah, but yeah, the Transformers movie. Kangaroo Jack. That's what put him on the map. Do you remember, you know that meme of the FBI breaking into the house? Exit Wounds. Wait, what the fuck was Exit Wounds? You know know that meme of the FBI? What the (laughs) fuck? There
0: was a Steven Seagal DMX movie? When? It's called Exit Wounds. I'm like, I remember this title. I'm like, why the fuck is it has Steven Seagal and DMX? And Michael J. White is in the movie too. What the fuck? What the fuck? What is going on
1: here? But yeah, man. What did we just stumble upon? But no, upon? seriously. You know that? You know that? You no. Know, but no, seriously, James. You know that? I'm having a fucking dude. I need, I'm getting like headed. You know that meme of the FBI breaking into the people's house and Anthony Anderson screams? That's from Transformers. Bruh. But yeah, I'm just trying to see his law and order thing here. Bruh. Okay, no. He was only on for two years, but that was 50 episodes.
0: Dude, there's so much shit here.
1: Okay. He's done so many things. There, there was a, a
0: barbershop movie. All right, what the fuck if was you look, he? If
1: you look at him, except for a couple times, he usually averages three movies a year. Dude, he is a
0: fucking workhorse.
1: I told you, man, that dude's been on the grind since the late 90s and never stopped. Dude, for reals. He was in NYPD Blue? You've you, you seen Scream 4, oh, right? No, he was you only in an Sc- episode. You've seen Scream 4, right? He's the cop that gets knifed right in the center of the forehead through Ghost by Ghostface. Dude, he had a fucking show called All
0: About the Andersons. Yo, he was in the fucking The Shield.
1: He was in Ferdinand with John Cena voicing the board. He was in four board. episodes of Bernie Mac show. Yeah. But he
0: was in fucking Ferdinand? Yeah, he did a voice in it. Dude, what the fuck is Anthony Anderson not done? He was even on an episode of Shameless. Okay, so his long Or tenure was like two years for 50 episodes. See, he was
1: on an episode of Hell's Kitchen. He was
0: on fucking psych. <laughs> that makes sense. What the fuck? Fucking Hell's Kitchen, real husbands of Hollywood,
1: chopped. Yeah, let I me mean, look at
0: black. Blackish, celebrity family feud.
1: Yeah, Let's Black is battle. still on. It's actually it's one of ABC's, and by ABC I also mean Disney's uh, best rated shows. He was a guest on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Blackish has won like three awards, Bruh. Holy
0: shit! All right, then Anthony Anderson is a workhorse, and I am just mind blown, <laughs> bro. there's a
1: Steven Seagal DMX movie out there. Do you want to? Do, do you want to watch that? because I actually put together a list of shitty movies that I knew about because I wasn't prepared last time, so I have them on my phone. Okay, at this point, we have to... We have to. This DMX is, and DMX, DMX Steven Seagal? Yes, exit wounds. We
0: have to. It's like, I was like, okay, we can't deny anymore. We got to go on Brent Michaels. But after this discovery, I don't think I've actually watched this movie. I haven't mean, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, but at this point, it's like, what is this combo? Steven Seagal is like a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: it's like, and then DMX is
0: like, okay, we have to watch this movie now. We can't not not. Okay everybody There you go Next week Exit Wounds Yes And then we'll Whatever the fucking thing We got from Lol, The friggin book Of a hundred A yeah, thousand and one cool. Like greatest albums We need to check out Before we die
1: Yeah Tiger uh, Milk Tiger Milk I've listened to most Of the album already I have not How is it Do you want to hear The root of about mm, 80% of all indie rock That we hear today No Oh no No it's actually really good Okay I I I like it. Like, I'll admit, there's a couple parts where it's like, eh, you know, but a little on the boring side. But no, I like it. I like it.
0: You know, I'm curious to check it out.
1: What was it fucking called? Like, the artist called? Shit, I just had it here. I actually forgot that, uh, I actually started listening to it because I thought this was this week, but I forgot you were going to have me watch Corpse. Watch, listen, the corpse story called Tiger Milk and the band is. I have a feeling if I just type in Tiger Milk, I'm just going to Here we it. go. Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian. The group is Bell and Sebastian, why, why but there's like eight band members. I don't know why I typed in fucking.
0: Here we go. Tiger Milk. Album by Bell and Sebastian, 1996. 41 minutes. Okay. 41 minutes, 10 songs. That sounds like that's pretty much a breeze. Whatever. Should be fucking chilling. All right. Let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. Fucking this was the Doctor That Danger Radio Show with your host, James and Edward. Have a good one. Adios.
1: What? I knew this was going to be a good episode.